Hey, I'm Gianni DiCenzo. I play Dimitri on Cobra Kai, and we hang out all the time. Give each other hand jobs on Below the Belt. They made me say that. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk on Cobra Kai. This is Below the Belt Podcast. Woohoo! All right. Um, I am Mary Mauser, and I play Samantha LaRusso on Cobra Kai on YouTube Premium. I'm on the Below the Belt show. And you can find me at in, on Instagram at Miss Mary M. Mauser. Oh, you already followed me? I already awesome. found you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found you last year. Oh, oh, oh. he did not just do that. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like, yeah, no, I feel like there's a competition, huh? Yeah, don't. don't I'm going to like more photos of hers. Don't, don't block me. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up, goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> <laughs> On wax hope. here. Yeah, that's right, guys. Time for another episode of PTV Below the Belt Show. pleasure we have an incredible show from top to bottom it's also the b-day show of yours truly a b-day on btb uh, another year older another year wiser another year more drunk um yes hopefully everybody has a <laughs> drink uh and can take a toast uh to btb's own your own celebrity sodas celebrating a birthday guys we have an amazing panel from top to bottom that we'd like to introduce, let's start, you know, we, let's start by introducing this motley crew, if you will. <laughs> he is the king of the 80s. He is the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. It's a packed house tonight. But look, I remember back in the day, your birthday shows, we'd have strippers in the studios. Oh, yeah. You know, way back in the day. Way back in the day. Uh, what happened? But, now but we're now- stuck with this crew. We can well, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> we do have, in addition, Chachi McFly, a BTB 2.0 original who might be able to satisfy that need. She is also <laughs> <laughs> also affectionately known as Sweet Chocolata. Hi, BTB. I'm a, I'm definitely not going to be fulfilling any stripper-like <laughs> things. <laughs> On I camera. Attention earlier, Al. <laughs> I did flash you a boob because you look super stressed out. I and I gave you Cordelia. I now have names for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, she was talking trash about Cordelia looking great, and I thought it was a lot of smoke. Good looking titty right there. That was yeah. solid. I didn't, Thank I didn't, you. Thank you. I didn't see it. Oh, you missed. Oh, you guys missed. Really so wait a minute. Girl. This is the birthday boy, and and yet I miss the boobs. She was doing it for you. She was doing it specifically to like uh, de-stress you, you. 
birthday boob without the birthday so boys unfair. singing the birthday boob. <laughs> I'll get you later, Al. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce. That's right. Um, he is the one and only, the last Numenorian, one true knight, the once and future king. Indeed. He is Martin Lopez back on B2B Airwaves. Always a pleasure to be here, even though it's a bit of a sad occasion. Since the launch of the Rings of Power, I may actually be the last true Numenorian. The <laughs> yes. ones who are not on that show. <laughs> yes, they, they actually showed some Numenorians in episode mm. three, didn't they? We went, we went to my log lost home world, and it was filled with posers. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, guys, uh, he is an incredible, incredible uh, part of BTB. He is the Persian prince of pop culture. He is the man with the calming presence. And uh, he's got a lot of other monikers as well. Uh, he is. <laughs> and he's the improv king. <laughs> the one and only Mike, the General Zod. Hey, hey. Happy, happy uh, day of birth to you, uh, Al. Yeah, the um, it's it's it's. It's been been fun coming back here, and uh, I've already missed I've missed you guys so much. And this is like a you know this is like the fucking wrecking crew of uh, yeah ETB lineups. I love it. Is that a good thing though? Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, vote now. Which of the uh, hosts do you think are high at this very moment? Thailand. <laughs> I know where and my money's at. Of course, a well at. a well deserved bourbon. That, yeah, that and, and a cocktail. Yeah, alcohol um, is not a drug for some reason. Don't listen to science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we have an incredible show from top to bottom, guys. We have two amazing guests from Cobra Kai. Oh, my. Wow. Not one, but two of <laughs> our favorite show on Netflix right now, going to season five. That's Cobra Kai. We have Griffin San Pietro, who plays Anthony LaRusso, who is Daniel LaRusso's son. And we have Nathaniel O, one of the Cobra Kai Miyagi Do's. Uh, he is out. Wait, wait a minute. His name is Nathaniel as well on the show. Interesting. They didn't even, they loved his name, his actual name so much, they didn't even give him a character name. Or, uh, or so, maybe yeah. he was bad at not responding to his made-up name, so they just switched it to get him to respond. Right. That's been done with many an actor. Yeah, like so, Tony Danza. Why do you think yeah. Tony Danza was Tony in everything? Yeah. Like, right. right. Yeah, there's, uh, I, there's another really big name actor that, like, their first three roles was just their name because they couldn't, like, hey, Mike, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Is everybody um, a Cobra Kai fiction on, on this panel? On this panel, I know some of you guys might not be completely caught up. Yeah, I'm halfway through. Yeah, I'm not, but I did actually start watching the new season because my sister nice. and her, my brother-in-law are really into it. Okay. I'm also like, spoilers aren't as bad about that. Like, I'm gonna enjoy the show either way. You drop spoilers on something like Game of Thrones, and it is a that's detrimental a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different. No, story. no, this is more important than Game of Thrones. Well, we can kind of like, tailor the spoiler the doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ruin the enjoyment. Like I'm still gonna enjoy thing. whatever it is there. And like somebody's like, oh, it's such a bummer when they kill Ned Stark. And it's weird should, when he turns out being a Targaryen prince. You're like, hey, whoa. <laughs> should we tailor the questions accordingly? 
No. 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 Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Nah, okay. nah. <laughs> well, uh, guys, let's throw out a couple things going on in the world of entertainment. This is what we do best here on BTB. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. Yo, that's right. It's Hollywood up in here. Um, we probably have only time to throw out one thing, and uh, that's D23. That's the expo in Orlando. Everything Disney. So much happened at this incredible fan experience slash pretty much an industry experience. Um, and it's held uh, every two years, just wrapped up in Anaheim. There is a ton of news and trailers to talk about from D23. Um, let's talk about some of the big Disney movies, first of all. We're getting a Lion King prequel, and they just dropped a teaser trailer, uh, Lion King Mufasa. So uh, um, basically, it's the, the rise of Mufasa awesome. and young versions of Timon, Pumbaa, and Rafiki. And Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen will return as Timon and Pumbaa, respectively. Timon. Timon. All right. Well, they're going to be. Um, it's going to be <laughs> a cartoon. Well, this is going to be very similar to the. Well, the thing is, is that it's they can call it live action, but it's all computer generated. Yes. Yeah, okay. Animation. So it's like, oh, okay. is it really live action? It, it'll be like the. No. They did. Yeah. It's going to be a prequel to the movie, not yeah. the animated yeah, movie. It'll be very yeah. similar to John Favreau's um, quote unquote live action Lion King a few years ago in 2019. Okay. So uh, um, I'm curious what Sabrina thinks of The Little Mermaid. They, they just dropped a, uh, a teaser trailer. Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle Berry, <laughs> uh, singing Part of Your World. Um, and, uh, she's a phenomenal singer, you know, I did not see it. You didn't see it. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a lot of grown men all over the internet. Just going. Yeah. Is it mostly grown men? Yeah, it is. Were you one of them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Now I got to go and see. No, no, no. What I mean is like, there's so, I mean, there's so many, like, stupid people that are like so upset because Halle Bailey is not Caucasian right. <laughs> and it's it doesn't uh, have like the bright red hair yeah and, but, but it's still red hair right? it's still red she looks hair. like Janet Jackson kind of like Janet Jackson interesting interesting comparison there but at the end of the day she, you know she's not really human so no she I doesn't mean, really look like Janet Jackson oh Okay, you change your mind. <laughs> um, but you know what? She's a phenomenal singer, and you need the pipes to um, be able to pull off Ariel. So I will wait till uh, the movie's released to to make judgment then, right? Um, that can be released on Disney Plus or at the theaters. You know what? This is actually going to be apparently going to be released in theaters. Okay. Oh, they're they're trying to get that money. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to get a Snow White live action film with Rachel. Ugh, can we be done with Snow White? Why? 
because there's like a billion. No, I mean, she's she's actually um, we've had a billion versions of it. It's been remade a billion times, literally. Like version of Snow White. Okay, we've had a. The one with Chris. It's like Cinderella and Snow White have just been done too much. I'm over it. But this time, Snow White's going to be a. Indonesian in a wheelchair. The last one with um, what's that chick's name? The one from Twilight. What's her name? That's the last one I remember. Yeah, the one with Chris Hemsworth in it too. Oh, you're thinking. I've also seen one with Kristen Crook in it. Wait, is this the one we you can't call them Seven Dwarfs? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That was that was. I've also seen one with Sigourney Weaver. Like, how many different versions of Snow White do we need? How many? Seven. Yeah, I've literally them. named like four different huge actresses that we all know of, and <laughs> uh, there was very little versions. And yeah, and like, and we need another one to get lost in the pit of Snow White's. Mm. Well, let's I, talk I mean, oh, you know what? I don't want to be a dead horse and <laughs> say this well, again, let's, let's like I've been to, saying for the last ten go, years. Go but. back to the point that uh, I think Chachi made about the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones, that's Tyrion Lannister, he pretty much spearheaded. Uh, he plays a dwarf in every role. Who plays a dwarf in most? Yeah, in most of the roles yeah. he plays. Obviously, he's a little person. Uh, and apparently, he found dwarves offensive, and that they should change them to. So now they'll be like seven magical creatures of sorts. Oh, uh, right. Wait, so what? Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be dwarves. There. They're not I, gonna uh, be. They're gonna yeah. be called magical creatures. I mean, yeah. they'll call them. They'll call them something else. I'm sure they'll have an official name for them. But make an announcement. Oh, okay. I was like, who decided show. that was better? <laughs> I, f- I find any movie that doesn't star me offensive. So from now on, that's just gonna have to happen, or you're bad people. Right. <laughs> but they were like the heroes. It wasn't like they were like. They're bit characters. Made out to be bad guys because no, yeah, they, they were dwarves. No, they were. They were. They were kind of like comic relief. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, that's essentially what they were. So were the three mice in Cinderella, but that doesn't mean yeah. they're bad. They're still loving family members that are a bit comical. Right. Yeah, and they were. Like, I mean, they were obviously very like good characters. They were sympathetic characters. I don't know. I mean, well, dwarf can be considered a slur by some little people. I personally think little <laughs> sounds worse, but I guess little people is like what. Well, here's the problem though. Uh, dwarf is only an insult if you're assuming that they're humans, which I, I never did. It's like dwarves in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's an that's true. Different exactly. race of people that just happens to be that, you know. The short well, I heard they, I heard they were given like new names, like like, like Wokey is going to be one of them. I heard Wo- Wokey. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean new names? Wokey. Uh, you mean Wokey, Wokey, yeah, as opposed Wokey, to Wokey, happy Wokey, and sleepy. Wokey's already and, taken. And Oh, all like positive and stuff. Fendi. Yeah. 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 Virtually no, signally. Uh, no flaky. I get it. I get it. No Do yeah. your chores, E. <laughs> <laughs> so we got another one. We got um. And they would, they'll no longer um sing the song "Hi Ho." That's definitely <laughs> offensive. It's yeah. I sex to worker ho. now. Well, yes. <laughs> Hello, sex <laughs> worker. <laughs> Hello, sex worker. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Uh, Salutations, gonna... sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a, a spinoff of Frozen, too. Um, a Disney <laughs> animation God. called Wish. 
which will tell how the wishing star that so many Disney characters have wished on came to be. Oh, that's cool. No, like no. Nobody, nobody asked that. With, but, but it's a new idea, right? Yeah, like, but nobody asked for I want a new I knew I want a new idea. I just that's all I'm asking for. I just don't idea. want another version let of me, Snow White. I want something new. Let so me, that's let me cool. Correct myself. It's not a spinoff. It's it's the 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 frozen, uh, I guess, team. Um, yeah, that working on the OK, star. OK. Um, and OK. Ariana DeBose will voice and star in the future. Um, what else? Well, uh, Poc Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, they I'm excited dropped, about that. They, they just dropped the trailer. It looks pretty awesome. It takes place 29 years after the 1993 film with some new cast members. Like, uh, well, you got all your originals, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy. So they couldn't just make it 30 years? Right. It could have yeah. just been even 30 years, right? Yeah. Um, they also have uh, Sam Richardson, Doug Jones, Hannah Waddingham, and Tony Hale. Uh, two of those names are from V. Kind of cool. Um, what did you guys think of the trailer? Chacha, I knew you saw the trailer. So, I did not watch the trailer because I don't want to spoil it. I want to watch it no matter what, so I don't want to spoil it. But I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm kind of nervous for it. I know Disney's going to fuck it up somehow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, Disney can't st stand out of their own way, you know. And this is like a classic Halloween movie that I watch every Halloween. It's like yeah. the pinnacle of my Halloween watching season. Mm. And Disney's gonna find a way to fuck it up. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna wow. make it gonna, PC or some kind of dumb yeah, shit. Gonna bother you and all the witches. It's gonna yeah. In a big giant poly lesbian happy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're gonna do something with this. I don't know what's gonna be yet, but and and you know plus the, the two original. Um, Kid actors who are now growing up are not going to be in it, so which I was hoping for. So I don't know. I don't know. I I hope they just do a good story. Uh, you know, that's key. It's going to be a good story. The first one was a great story, and and I hope it's some new stories too, not just a rehash of what happened in, in the original. I don't know. I'm I'm happy the original happy the original witches are coming back. You know, that's one big positive. Yeah, I me the too. Hocus Pocus two cereal. I get that already for when. The movie um, debuts. Well, I don't so. know if it's a rehash, Chachi, because it's three young women now accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem, and they have to team up to stop the witches to save the town. Well, I mean, this mean, like, you know, the same kind of story. I mean, there's going to be different actors and stuff. Like, I have, I'm hoping they have some new characters, like, you know, instead of, like, you know, can you stop Jinx the um, cat? And, um, you know, I hope... Usually with sequels, when they're especially after so many years, they ended up rehashing all the same stuff that happened in the original. So I just hope they right. just add more depth to the story. You know, like, like I wish the Cobra guy, the Cobra Kai guys, were doing the um, movie instead of Disney. Because <laughs> everything, right? everything, everything that is nostalgic, <laughs> that is a, is a continuation of stuff from the 80s or 90s, and let the Cobra Kai guys do it. <laughs> we'll be because because they respect stuff, you know. I mean, and they're doing that new. Um, Ferris Bueller spinoff movie, which I don't know how they're gonna do it, but I have faith in them. You know, like how are they gonna, gonna do that? He's not even in school. What is his Ferris Bueller's no, day focus, off of retirement? No, it's gonna focus <laughs> on the two guys that stole his stole the um car. The two guys that worked in the parking garage. Right. And oh, what they did during that day, when they, <laughs> which I don't know how they're gonna make it work, but I have faith in them. 
So it's going to be back in the 80s, you know. Brilliant idea, by the way. I think that is a <laughs> fucking great idea. Yeah. On that. Yeah, it's Obviously. like Rose <laughs> you, can't, you can't have the original yeah. actors, though. The only thing is you have to yeah. hire uh, two new actors to play those guys. One of those guys, sadly, had passed away. Um, right. The other, uh, the other guy's still very active. And... Yeah, that should be interesting to see. Um, another... <laughs> witchy type of film is Disenchanted. So this is the sequel for, from 2007's Enchanted. Enchanted. Yeah, so with Amy Adams reprising her role as Giselle. Guess it wasn't Patrick, happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden, Adina Menzel. Patrick Dempsey, that's all you had to say. Patrick uh, Dempsey, that's all you needed to hear, right? That's all I needed to hear. Okay. Ronald Miller. Came by me love. You're all about McSteamy or McCreamy? No, no, Ronald Miller, Can't Buy Me Love. That's that's all I care about. Oh, I got you. Okay. Of Tremendous course, 80s I, movie. When oh, I said Adina Menzel, um, it's uh, somebody. Hold on. Wait, well, you know Sabrina. Why, why you say somebody? You know Sabrina, Sabrina did why it. Why did you change our view? <laughs> Don't say somebody. Uh, like I'm sorry. <laughs> See, <laughs> I told you. For everyone. I yeah, forgot that it does that for everyone. Pretty soon she'll be sharing her um her phone screen again. Oh yeah, no, our text your messages. Sex, your sex thing that you did last yeah. time. I'll be over in a minute, honey. Yeah, we learned. Smash. We learned so much about about uh, sexing that We learned so day. much about you when you shared your screen and all your private messages were shared with us. It was it was insane. Um, my bad guys, my bad. Are we <laughs> yeah. off together mode now? Yes. Yeah. Off yes. together. Uh, mode. Oh, also, what is this? Have, oh, look at this. We got a new human. Yes. Is he with us? Hey. hey. All right. So that's uh, we'll we'll get back to D23 in a minute. Let's go ahead and introduce our special guest of the evening. One of two guests from Cobra Kai. Uh, he's he has such a cool name. They decided not to give him a new name. Uh, he's Nathaniel on the show, and he's Nathaniel O in real life. Nate, if you will. Uh, hey. One of the uh, Miyagi Do's. Uh, welcome to Below the Belt Show, Nate. Yay! Hi! Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, um, we always try to get Cobra Kai guests on our program every season, and um, we we didn't want to, you know, we, we had to get you on, Nate, you know, um, because uh, we uh, love the show. Um, it was a little different for us this season. We didn't do the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day hangover, you know, sitting on your couch, binging it. It came a little early. This year, so we kind of got two seasons of Cobra Kai in, in one year. In the same right? year. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Uh, do, um, what do you think of that decision, and why do you think they decided to do that? Um. Well, to be honest, uh, I have no clue why they did that, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely uh, yeah, I, I was really surprised when I found out uh, that they released it that they when when they announced the release date because I was like. They normally have it much later in the year, but I guess they got everything done pretty quickly, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's nice, though, right? Yeah, it's, we didn't have to wait great. too long for this season. We usually have to wait uh, a lot longer, and uh, again, it's such a bingeable, fun, fun show. Um, I mean, the worst thing about what they do is they release the whole season at once, and, you know, I'm watching a show that's all about learning discipline and stuff, and I, I can't control myself, and I watched the whole entire season the first weekend. <laughs> Because I love it so much, and I have to wait another like year or nine months for the next season. So zero self control. <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys all watched the entire uh, new season? 
yes, I'm like halfway want, through, but it's okay. We want to get I into that. I haven't quite gotten to the new season yet. Okay, good. I just yeah, wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, behind. Because I, I still have gotten a chance. We're going to try to take oh, you haven't? questions. Uh, yeah, well, oh, I, I know I know what happens because I read the script. You're there. Everybody died at the end. <laughs> we don't want to tell us anything to lose your way. I guess, yeah. There's a lot of karate on the show. Just hands up. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, I'm gonna go back to how I introduced you earlier, Nate. Uh, what went into uh, your character name being the same as your actual name? Oh well, so, geez, I always forget to ask the. I've I've never asked them about how they got my character name. I just know. So I don't know if they just chose it because that was my name, or if they had planned the character's name to be Nathaniel and I just happened to also be named Nathaniel. I've never really asked the big three. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really have I have no clue. But what I do know is when I went to audition for the role, I th- yeah I I think I was the only person that had that was there um, to audition. So maybe they were just like, oh yeah, let's just pull his name, and they used it. I, but they did in the script they did change one letter in my name. They changed the spelling, oh. so it's N A T H A N I A L was how it was in the script. And I'm not sure how they put it in the credits, though. But, yeah. I just thought that's interesting. That makes it easier for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, just having my name the same, it makes it so much better, you know? Because um, <laughs> you, when you're on set, uh, a lot of the, the uh, crew, they call you by your name or they'll call you by your character's name. And you just have to respond to both. And for me, it's just, it's just the same. So. <laughs> they can't screw up with that. Yeah. Well, actually, they do. They do. They did. They do actually manage the script. They uh, they call me Owen and they call Owen uh Nathaniel. Owen oh. is the, uh, <laughs> he plays Bert. Bert, that's your best. Show. Yes, yes. Blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have had quite the uh story arc, you and Bert. Yeah. You had Owen on the show before. You were best friends, and then you became like bitter enemies. Uh, that was you funny. Said, you said at one point, if you died, I won't even attend your funeral, which is <laughs> that's very yeah. that was pretty it. toxic there, Nate. That's pretty mean. Very harsh. Pretty that's mean. Savage. And and then you became friends again. So uh, yeah. how how did you how do you like working with Owen, uh, aka Bert, and how did you like your story arc? Oh, he's uh he's really fun to work with. Um, but I've always been so jealous of his or well, not anymore in this he was uh. The laws used to be different, so we have to do school on set, and there's like working hours and stuff, and so I would be in school all the time, and he'd be able to be out because he's he's like a he's two years I think yeah a little maybe yeah older I think he's two years older than me, um so he's he's an adult now so he doesn't have to do any school and so oh. I have to I have to watch all them me Una and Dallas we're just sitting and Griffin we're just sitting in school we have to do. Because we're required by the law, I guess, to do like a certain amount of school. Yeah. So we're just here learning about like U.S. history or something, and we see all of them over there having a blast. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's finally he's finally free from doing that, and I still have uh I have like yeah almost one year, like a little more than one year left until I'm eighteen. So do you do, do um like public school at all, or are you just doing like tutoring? You get tutors. Yeah, so um, I used to do public school um, until around, I think, maybe season three. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah like, see, I think halfway through season three. 
um, I switched over to online. Okay. So was that kind of weird? Um, so you're on this hit TV show, and then you have to go back into class on regular school back when you were in public school. Was, did people treat you any different? Oh, no, not at all. Um, okay. I still, uh, at least not the people that I'm I'm close with. They We still, it's everything exactly the same. Um, but, like, there's a lot of people who they're, like, maybe their dad or their parents, like, really enjoy the show. And they'll they'll be like, oh yeah, like, can you like say this or like, how is it working with somebody? Like, what's it like on set or something? But yeah, nobody really treats me that different. So yeah, they're like inquisitive to know to learn about the other you know cast members yeah. that you get to work with. <laughs> so like, before you were hired, were you actually a fan of the Karate Kid uh, movies? Um, I my mom made me watch the first one. And so okay. I enjoyed that one. I didn't watch the second or third one, so I can't. Oh well, I think I watched, Not even I watched the second one. I just haven't. Uh, it was like a long. I think I watched the first one twice. Um, like one. The first one was so. Okay, they're all so good. I love them all. I'm not gonna lie. I Have you gone back all. and watched them now since they're bringing back characters from? Yeah. The second I, and third I movie. Watch the third one. That's what. Uh, yeah, That's second one's to. Okinawa. That's that whole storyline. Yeah. Second, second one like scared the crap out of me as a kid because I wasn't like old enough to really know it wasn't real and that kind of thing couldn't happen. So I'm like, man. I was like, and it like it like I like I wouldn't use the term racist, but it made me like terrified of ever going to Japan because I thought like some guy was just challenging me to some death duel randomly and like nobody's gonna. I gotta I gotta fight to death and some guy just wants to. I don't. I never want to go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, this, the second movie was like it was like a, a really big step up from the first movie like intensity wise it went from like karate yeah, yeah like, it definitely like, was yeah and you get to like you might die like, like yeah. Daniel yeah. Stin, this not tournament You're like, oh yes. no <laughs> <laughs> it's real life how much uh, martial arts experience did you have prior to the show and if you didn't uh what was it like learning martial arts in addition well, to also uh, portraying a role yeah so um it's actually pretty interesting so um i'm a second degree black belt in taekwondo nice awesome. a, it's like a korean awesome if you guys uh didn't know it's like a, yeah it's like a korean yeah. belt baby I'm korean. Belt taekwondo. <laughs> and uh yeah so i don't really have experience in karate but they're pretty similar taekwondo is more like more focused on kicks than punches um and like the the moves are called different things even if they're like the same thing um so on set it wasn't really too hard um but it's very different from actual martial art like like on set karate is different from like regular karate because it's more like a dance you know you're not actually trying to beat the other person up you know right trying to barely miss them is essentially what you're trying to do so it's like a coordinated dance so it's more about memorizing i think than um than actually like fighting skills you know but you do during the audition did they actually like inquire if you had any kind of martial arts background oh when i first when i first uh applied to be an extra they yeah they were like hey do you have any martial arts experiment experience and i was like yeah i do and they're like great so did they ask you to do any awesome. moves because like 
I don't one once upon a time a long time ago when I did a musical they were like do you have any tap dancing experience and I was like yeah I definitely had no tap dancing experience <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, John Josh and Hayden I think it was Hayden that came up to me specifically we were um if you guys remember there's a cement scene um yeah. back in season two the mixer uh, yeah like when the, when yeah. everyone was getting in the mixer or whatever um so Hayden I think came up to me on the last yeah, like, uh, yeah, like on that day when we were filming that scene, he came up to me and it was like, "Hey, I heard you do martial arts. Can you like show me some stuff when you have like a chance?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Because they they were like, "Yeah, we want to see what we can do and and hopefully we can like put some stuff in or something." So um, I did, yeah, I did some. I had to show him and then um, like just some some small stuff. And then later on there was um. When the new uh, stunt coordinator came in, he, uh, Ken and Don, the new stunt fi- stunt and fight coordinators, they had me go into like this training room and just do like drills pretty much. Like they would put up pads and I'd have to kick them and they'd just watch me. So that was pretty terrifying, but yeah. <laughs> now, I gotta ask, because so, you mentioned yeah. that you first submitted as a background actor and a lot of us here are actors how do you go from initially submitting background actor and then becoming a principal actor geez man i'm not the i'm not the best person to to ask because i'm i was just thrown into it so um initially i i um i hadn't planned on becoming an actor i just uh auditioned for an extra because my aunt had found some like thing where you like apply I guess and she's like hey they say that they want us people who can do martial arts check this out so she sent it to me and I was just like yeah sure whatever I'll, I'll take a picture of myself send it in and then like whatever and then we sent it in I forgot about it and like a few weeks later maybe like a month they uh called me in and so it was just like I hadn't planned any of this and then um I guess I just talked to um I just yeah I guess you just be friendly I guess I don't know I uh, I just remember I talked to uh I became pretty close with Dougie he was the producer at the time so yeah um and he was like oh yeah you're really funny and you're like you look like you're pretty outgoing I was like I don't know am I but yeah so uh and then the they were also I guess they were just happened to be in the right place at the right time so you uh, you smooshed the producer up the ladder a little bit there, eh, buddy? <laughs> no, I actually didn't know he was a producer. I thought he was a camera guy at first. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't gotta lie to us. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, he was, like, so down to earth. And he was just, he was always just, like, hanging around the camera guy. So I thought that, so, like, in between, like, takes or whatever, we were, like, dancing. He's like, oh, that's so funny. Can I take a video of you dancing? And I was like, yeah, sure. I guess, right? And I was like, dang, this guy is this guy is pretty weird. And it's like he just pulled out his phone for recording me. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he was like, yeah, I'm gonna go show this to the to the producers. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, th- this is this is so funny. And he went and and I guess showed it to the directors. And um, so the exact dance that I did was the one that you see in um, there's a house party scene in season two, I think. Yes. And where I'm where I'm dancing for like a short amount of time, yeah, that's that's what we were doing. <laughs> that's great! Wow, what a story! I love that's hearing a fun, that. That's a fun, true Hollywood story. 
I love hearing them now. You got your SAG card now, and you're recurring on this amazing Netflix show. Life is good. Yeah, I'm so lucky to, you know, to get all this. So, I'm yeah. so like, right. so like, have you learned a lot um, about acting from some of the um, older um, OGs on the show, like um, Ralph or or Billy or whatever? Are they yeah, definitely. Um, and it's really great because um, Billy and Ralph have like completely different styles of acting. So, um, like, Billy, so, like, Ralph is, like, super, like, I guess he's more, like, by the books, I guess is how you'd say. He, like, he wants to memorize, like, all the words and get all the words down exactly so that he can just, you know, act without having to worry about remembering stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, Billy is just sort of, like, I'll just get the gist of it. He'll just, like, (laughs) read it. So, Jacob, Jacob, and it's really funny because... Jacob and um, Billy, or well, I guess uh, Johnny on the show and Hawk, they're they're both they both are like their acting styles exactly the same. They read the script once and they go up and just start like going with it, right? Like just like making like uh, I guess improvising almost. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like they don't have to worry; they don't really worry too much about the lines. And then there's people who are completely different, like um, Ralph. But the person I think who's most like analytical, I guess, is uh, Dimitri Gianni. He okay. um, he like if you look at it, he t- he takes it like like it's like a like school or like college or something. He like fills the entire page with like notes and like he highlights stuff and it's like mm-hmm. this is how this I could play this this way this way this way I can do it this way this way this way. And he has like everything like highlighted and he has like all the pages marked and stuff. And I just remember the first time I saw that, I was like, I, that's that's pretty impressive, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny how somebody like, you know, that you would think would be that way, you know, like Ralph or or the guy who played Dimitri would be yeah. more strict by the book and the people who are like, kind of like go with the flow, like how um, the character of Johnny is, that Billy's actually the same, you know, acting style. Yeah, and you can like definitely, kind of interesting. definitely see them, like that's just like how their personality is. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's so. It's just really nice to because I I learned like a variety of different things from uh from yeah just always and I just pick what like I think works best for me. So yeah. Well, and we were big supporters of the show from from you know season one, and we had Mary on the show then yeah. back in the YouTube um, red days. Um, <laughs> have you seen how has the change been now since you have moved uh, from YouTube to Netflix? You know and it blown up back then we're telling everybody you gotta watch cobra kai they're like oh we don't have um youtube red or whatever i'm like i don't care it's a free month trial just just watch it we're telling people but now everybody knows about cobra kai how's that experience now that everybody knows about your show Jeez. okay so like when i when when it was on youtube red right i was like man i don't even have youtube red i I guess i won't be i won't be watching myself or whatever um And then I think we I think we did get it for like a short amount of time, watched it all, and then we're like, okay, yeah, that's good enough. Um, <laughs> and then we like ended it or whatever. But uh, Same, yeah. um, we had heard <laughs> we had heard that they were moving to a new platform, but we didn't know which one. Uh, and I was like, please be Netflix, please be Netflix. So that's, right. that's the one that <laughs> yeah. I have, right? That's what everyone has. And so, <laughs> and so uh, it, it, they when they announced that they moved on to Netflix, I was like, we were like so happy. Um, obviously and then uh but we didn't expect it to like get as big we knew it was gonna be a good show like right because we can see like all the work that goes into it we knew it was gonna be a pretty good show but just the amount of support that it got 
after moving on to Netflix was crazy. Um, so yeah, I think that that's yeah, that was definitely really awesome. It's like and, and you guys are number one on Netflix now. Top yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well deserved too. Champion. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Champion. Is it 100%? Uh, yeah, that's what last that's I read awesome. was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow, yeah. Wild, it's amazing. Um, what an incredible. We'll talk a little bit about season five. I, I guess we won't get too spoilery, but oh, we uh, can. I don't care. Screw right? yeah. right. these people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the um, the bad egg scene because that that was a I was curious oh, how, you, cool. uh, how that was for you. Um, you're talking about the one where we all fight Chosen, right? Yeah, Chosen Sensei Chosen. Yeah, so that's that was really fun because um, I think I hadn't had many scenes with Chosen where we were like like right in front of each other, and just I remember when. He's like really, he's really athletic, and he's like really buff too. Like it's really, like it's pretty surprising. I um, I actually haven't posted anything on Instagram, but uh, I have a picture of him on my last day where we're next to each other. I'm like, dang, he's massive. But anyway, that's, that's not the <laughs> yeah. You should see him. In the point is, he's super athletic though. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, dang, where'd all that muscle come from? Um, but anyway, uh, so so we're up on this uh, up on that little platform, I guess, and. Uh, I just, I just remember that entire thing was so hectic, cause like everyone's like shuffling around, and um, they, they gotta get it so that the camera can like see all like as many of us as possible, and it makes it look like as natural as possible. Right. Um, so like, I just remember it was just really like, I don't know, it was really fun to film, but it was like really hectic. Everyone's just like going all over the place and you like you're given stuff to do like they say like oh you have to go in and like grab his bow staff or whatever at this time um and like you have to like duck or whatever but then like the rest of the time it's not really too like laid out or whatever so we got to kind of have fun with it and then yeah it was just and it was also really fun being able to work with all those people like um griffin we we didn't have too much like stuff to work together on previously so that was really fun and um dude i just remember that the mat was so hot because the sun the mat is that we're on is like black and the sun would hit it and so it would just be like scalding hot so what they had to do was it was like literally so hot that you could burn yourself so because it's georgia heat and and all that fun stuff which month which month was that guys not in the valley i actually (laughs) don't remember what month that was um I think it was, oh, I want to say like probably late spring, early summer. So it was like around that. Hot time. in Atlanta, right? Yeah, and um, so yeah, it was like super hot, and so they were like, the stunt guys were like, hey, maybe we should fold this up and and like co- cover up the mat in between takes because it was like really hot. That's one. That's just one of the things I remember. Um, but yeah, it was like definitely really fun to film that scene. Um, Very cool. And yeah, course, and I, I definitely love the season. Like, you get to see way more of Chosen. You get to see way more of Terry Silver. And these characters, like, I mean, I know um, Karate Kid Part 2 did great, but Part 3 didn't do that well at the box office. But I always loved the Terry Silver character, and, you know, and, and even Matt, mm-hmm. you know, Bad Boy Mike Barnes, that we see return the season. So it's great to see, like, the writers of this series are so good that they can sit there and take characters from these old movies and make the characters even better than they even were. You know, yeah, depth yeah, to them and stuff. Awesome. 
Definitely. So now, like when you go back to watch the old movies, the old movies mean even more now when you watch them than they did when they first came out, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, so I think what what they're really good at is they like add depth to a lot of the characters that were like pretty flat in, in the past. Yeah. Um, they like they give them like a backstory and everything. So I think that's like really really great in them. And, and speaking of Terry Silver, um, Thomas, uh, he's the actor. He's he's ginormous. I don't know. Super tall. Yeah, I think they they, they, they portray him as pretty tall in the show too. But um, I think he's six foot five or, or yeah, something he's like that. Huge. I just remember, well, at least, especially compared to me, because I'm, I'm a pretty short guy. And a lot of the people on the show, they aren't like huge, you know, so it just makes them seem like that much taller. I they remember we shared. Short guys rule. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we shared a, um, last season, not season five, season four, I think, uh, we shared like a trailer. So my, my room was right next to his and it was connected. And so since the entire trailer is on tires, Every time he would get in and out of the trailer, I could feel the entire thing shaking. Oh, <laughs> and uh, wow. Yeah, and it's just yeah, he's His he's a fun, fun person to watch act. Yeah, six point five it says yeah. on Google, and Google doesn't lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and when he gets into it, he's like super into it, like when he acts and stuff. But oh yeah, and like I for, I remember what for his final fight with Chosen, I um. I don't know if they. I don't think they put it in the show, in the actual show, in the end. But uh, initially, so he he wields. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but he fights Chosen at the end, and he uses a sword. Okay. Right. And um, I remember uh, when they were choreographing the entire fight, they were talking about how it would be really cool since he's so big. The sword looks tiny compared to him. They were like, he should wield two full size swords, one in each hand. And I was just like, and yeah, I just remember that being that was like really cool. But I don't think I don't think they actually put that in. They just gave him like one one sword. No, I think it was a sing one yeah. single sword because I think uh, all chosen had were those uh, two sides. Two, two sides, sides. Yeah. right? Yeah, blocking yeah. and stabbing yeah. <laughs> and gouging. So the Cobra Kai versus Miyagi Do Eagle Fang had a big uh, showdown at the uh, the the, jo the dojo. How did you yeah. enjoy doing that final dojo scene? Oh, that was yeah, that was really fun. Um, and like, it was it was like super hectic too. And like, if you see like uh, I, like how uh, was there like, yeah, we had like so much fun because there's so much downtime because they're filming each individual fight. So like the rest of us, we would just I could have fun, you know. Uh, we could just just do like random stuff. Um, I remember there's there's like a a smoothie bar or whatever, right? in the in the show in Cobra Kai? yeah there's nothing there um but like there's like all these like food and like fake snacks and stuff and like we would just like look at them and like read the nutrition labels because somebody i don't know who but somebody at cobra kai had to design all these like uh, items i guess and so like they were like really detailed i remember like like there's like protein <laughs> bites or whatever and they had like the entire ingredient list laid out with like calories and stuff and like wow. yeah they, they just had like a ton of stuff um stuff you're never gonna see on camera yeah, yeah. and so it yeah. was like so cool i was like man maybe i should take one on the last day <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh you? have you been, been able to keep anything from the set oh yeah um there was last so season four that was the all valley um for the finale i think so um on the last day I was like, I bumped into one of the stunt guys on my way out for my last day, and there's a table full of trophies, right? That, that were like the oh. judge sit. I was yeah. like, hey, can I take 
one of them. And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And, I was like, Great, awesome. okay. and so I grabbed the first place trophy, right? There's two first place, place not the huge one, but like they have these small first place trophies. Right. I grabbed it. I was like, thanks so much, right? I'm walking out. And Jacob's like, wait, you got one? Right? So then Jacob was like, wait, can I get one? Right? And so I think he grabbed the other first place trophy. Mm-hmm. And then and then <laughs> people had seen us do this. Yeah. And so everybody started coming up to the guy, to the stunt, um, I mean, the um, props guy. Um, and they were asking, like, yo, can we, can, we, can we get some, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? Everybody can just take all of them. So <laughs> within, like, within, like, ten minutes, the entire table was, like, cleared. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. And, yeah, so that was just, yeah. too. <laughs> that means, technically, wild. you're the All-Valley champion, man. You got the trophy yeah. home. Right. So, yeah. That's proof. I think there's that's a proof. picture of me and Jacob showing off our first place oh, uh, that trophy. That's awesome. Not earned. I guess he earned it in the show, yeah. But, uh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. So where would you like to see Nate's uh, character in season six? Well, what would you like to see happen? Um, man, I have, I have no clue. I don't even know where they're going to take this story at this point. Cause, uh, Other than the Taikai, right? Yeah. Other than the Taikai, uh, yeah. What else are we going to see? Hopefully some some action, like some fighting action. action. Maybe a love that'd, interest? <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd definitely be funny. Maybe, uh, with, uh, maybe with Devin? Yeah. Devin? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I have no clue where they're gonna take the show. Cause um, when I asked them, I think I, I did ask them on the last day of the fifth season, and they're like, "Yeah, we have no clue. We're oh. just." Yeah. <laughs> I think they have like a, a rough idea, cause that's what they they do. They, which I'm really surprised that Netflix is like so cool with this. Yeah. Um. I think Netflix is a lot more strict than, than YouTube was because for YouTube, Cobra Kai was like one of their only shows. So they kind of just let them do like whatever you do to like help us, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of how YouTube was. Netflix is a little bit more strict, I think. But um, I remember they would like not have anything. Like they, they wouldn't have the, the episodes written out and they would show up and they'd just write them. Like, and then they'd like, they'd write it. And they'd be, and then they'll change it like an entire yes, thing. Um, and I was wow. like, geez, these guys like, and and it, and it always makes sense too, right? It's not, it's not like right. they just, like, it's not that they're just like, oh yeah, this this happens or whatever. Like they they actually like, it it, it flows like the story flows, um, and they're able to keep track with of like Absolutely. all the plot points. So yeah, that just shows like how like it's a very well written show. Like, yeah, that's just shows yeah. how great the the big three are. Yeah, because. Yeah. You have to remember everything that happened in Cobra Kai, but everything also happened in the Karate Kid movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am 100% mm-hmm. convinced that the big three, all of them, have memorized the show word or the movie word for word. I believe because it. They were like, yeah, they they definitely um, they, they definitely know their stuff. Like, um, there's so many references that, like, I'm trying to think of some, but there's like so many references. Well, I, t- I told oh, the no, story um, yeah. before in here, but like I remember, like I watched, I used to watch the movies again before I watched a new season. But I watched, I watched um, the Karate Kid, the first one, and I saw like on the table, Daniel was drinking some Minute Maid orange juice. I remember the old logo on the carton of orange juice. And then there, there's a reference in um, a couple seasons ago where um, Daniel's mom was mentioning something like, "Oh yeah, Daniel likes the um, the cheap orange juice, the Minute Maid stuff. Make sure you get it for him or something like that." You know, yeah. there's a slight reference from the Karate Kid that nobody else would pick up on, but like probably me. You. Yeah. I definitely and they appreciated totally, that. They, they have so much fun with it. Like they completely. Yeah. Like, yeah. But stuff makes sense because like I know like when they were talking about um, 
when um who's the uh, main guy from the um I can't think of the name um who got hurt um a couple seasons ago yeah kicked, uh, kicked off the stairs with the oh, back oh Miguel 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 yeah I don't know why I couldn't think of his name but yeah like people were saying like how's he gonna get um you know um healed again and they're talking about having Allie heal him because he was the doctor or whatever I mean that'd be too convoluted where like he needs a emergency surgery and ends up being Allie but then they brought Allie in like a smart way you know yeah. and like. Yeah. So they do stuff that is not convoluted and makes sense, you know, within, like, you know, basically real life, how it would be. Yeah. She's came, she came home, she visited her mom, you know, and like Johnny hit her up and then she wanted to meet up and say hi, you know, so yeah. like stuff that makes sense on the show, which is great. My absolute favorite one was when like the head lady at the Okinawa car plant ended up being the little girl he saved on the ladder. I was like, oh, yeah. shut yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Yep. No. And being the same actress too, which was yeah, awesome. Was, yeah, that's that's there. really surprising how they're able to like find like they they're able to get all these actors all together again. And it's like yeah, it's really definitely a lot of them are still acting and, and still yeah. have a great careers, you know. But like, a lot of them are are still in great shape, you know. It's not like you know this is like 30, 40 years later, and you figure some people will just be like totally out of shape, you know, be like mm-hmm. you know three hundred pounds. But no, they're like all like still badasses all yeah. the years later. I mean, I'm looking at the the guy that plays Mike Barnes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, awesome. Yeah, Nate, this has been incredible, man. Uh, talking to you here on Below the Belt show. Uh, we're loving uh, season five. You have any other projects you want to promote? Um. Yeah. Not right now. No. Not right now. Just Cobra yeah. Kai season five, yeah. right? And uh, so any there. any word to when season six can start filming? Oh yeah, I actually have no clue. I just know um the big three, uh, John Johnson Hayden, they're working on uh. A different project right now so they're working on the ferris oh. bueller um um spinoff yeah, right ferris spinoff and then yeah. another one in vegas that takes place in vegas yeah okay you got two projects coming up um, so yeah I, awesome. know I know they're working on yeah so i don't I, think I don't, don't, don't but... get too busy though cause we want them to concentrate on cobra kai and keep yeah, that they, the same they... high quality <laughs> and it's real uh, them working on the cobra kai was really interesting because they um in these past few seasons they brought in different directors and like kind of like took like a step back and let let them try directing it right. so that okay. like they can see like their style i guess but yeah um no clue when when this awesome. next season comes out uh, or it starts filming right, and right. yeah well very cool well, Nate, well get on it if you could before we let you go uh do a little promo let us know who you are your character from cobra kai let us know you're on below the belt show and throw out a cobra kai or miyagi do catchphrase at the end cobra kai never die <laughs> hey guys um i'm nathaniel Lowe, and i play nathaniel on cobra kai um and i'm on the below the belt show uh cobra kai never dies let's do a photo op three two one you fucking deep awesome awesome nate thanks so much for joining us here on below the belt show thank you so much for having me man my eyes are closed later too so we got yeah. two for one on Cobra Kai tonight. We got we got two for one on Cobra Kai. We're talking to Griffin. Oh, really? Yeah. Who else, who else is coming? Griffin's joining us later in the program. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to text him about that. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, yeah. Hey, tell him how awesome we were. I remember, like, yeah, last time I did an interview with Aiden, uh, I, I wasn't even sure that he was, like, who I was interviewing with. But I remember Aiden had, had shown up, like we were in the same interview. Entire time he was sending me pictures of my face, like close, super close, <laughs> like, drawing on it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
So yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I definitely have to talk to Griffin about this. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much. All righty. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, he was great. that was Nathan Nathaniel O. Yes. It's great. It's a great perspective to get behind the scenes, right? Because like he's not in industry. He's young enough to be just sort of like looking around and observing yeah. instead of like thinking something should he's still go very humble. Yeah, and he's just he's mm-hmm. just sponging it up, right? Like he's like, can you believe some of these guys? Like you know, they like basically yeah. wing their lines, like they ring it. And they're like, all right, let's roll. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like that's a real thing that happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's some great insight. Wow. Mm-hmm. So let's get in uh, the rest of D23 uh, before we get another Cobra Kai guest. My goodness, it's been back-to-back, guys. All right, so Avatar, The Way of the Water. So they screen new footage just for the attendees of D23. Um, just some footage. It wasn't like a new trailer or anything. We're, we're going to see it this Christmas. We already saw a trailer. Right. Um, but um, All the sea creatures. Yeah, all the sea creatures. I mean... I don't know. Um, there were mixed reviews um, because, well, um, they they said that some of the sections of it looked great. There were other times when the high frame rate gave off the appearance of a giant TV on Best Buy's showroom floor. What analogy? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Like, that that's you know important. That because... doesn't sound very good. Yeah. The whole thing with Avatar <laughs> was that it was visually revolutionary, right? Nobody had seen anything right. look like that before. So if that's your bread and butter, you really got to come through with the appearance. <laughs> got to come Well, through. yeah, it's kind of like with um, The Matrix. You know, The Matrix was so cutting edge with that technology right. when it came out. And then when they did The New Matrix um, last year, that that I thought sucked. You know, that, that did horrible at the box office because they were using the same stuff they used on the first Matrix. You know, it wasn't groundbreaking anymore. It was like 20 years later. Right. So they're going to, they, they expect anything um, anywhere near the original Avatar. They better bring it for stuff that we've never seen before. Well, right. one of the huge. They're not going huge, to, probably. Draws, one of the huge, huge draws of Avatar was it was, you know, one of the first movies that if you watched it in 3D, it was like. like Mind blown. Yeah. yeah. And. You know, 3D is not really a big thing anymore. Like, people kind of hate it. <laughs> and so, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. And, in fact, I would prefer to see 2D over 3D. Yeah. yeah. Me, me too. To it made my head hurt. Mm-hmm. I have to put 3D glasses over my actual glasses. Yeah. I had to yeah. do the same thing, and I hated right. every fucking second of it. Exactly. And... Nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. 3D. I mean, I think James... Wants to make 3D again, you know, um, 3D cool again, rather, you know. Um, so, but you know, but the 3D for Avatar is totally different than the regular 3D. You get because all these movies weren't filmed in yeah. 3D, and like, yeah, you know, it's more like depth than actually stuff coming at you. But like, right. Avatar, it was like right in front of your face, and so was yeah. that. Um, what was that recent Will Smith movie they did in um, 3D? That looked, oh, no, looked really awesome. Okay, it came out a couple of years ago. The slap but, of Chris Rock? No, it, no, it I don't slap, know. I just thought it was really like nobody else got headaches when they went to go see 3D because that was me nonstop. Okay. Well, it depends what the 3D That's is. Good. Well, I mean, they'll if they make it anything like the Avatar ride in Disney World, like, you know, where you have to put on, you you know, you have to put on like a headset for that. And you're watching, right. you're like flying with the. That's better. 
what do they call those pterodactyl things? I forgot, but um, but the um, I mean, that was uh, that was pretty amazing going on that ride. So if they can like recreate some of that, then yeah, they well even the original movie, like like he shot that thing to be seen in IMAX, and you could tell like it was different. Well, we'll have to wait and see that comes out this Christmas, guys. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, but tomorrow. but you know, Avatar was the number one movie for the longest time of all time, you know. Um, and I can't think of a single character's name from that movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember. Like, like I, I can't, remember Krista. Name. Oh wait, no, that was Fern Gully. <laughs> 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 it was it was it was Gemini Man that was in three D. Say that all the time, Sabrina. That was like Fern Gully. Uh, well, let's throw out some Marvel stuff. Um, we got uh, so a lot of a lot of people that attended D three got trailers, but yeah. public th- doesn't get it. They get sneak peeks and all that, mm. um, and news bits, of course. And one of Ooh. them is uh, the Marvels. Um, the trailer uh, dropped, which uh, shows what happened after the post credit scenes in Miss Marvel, uh, where Kamala Khan has been flung into space and. To swap places with Monica Rambeau and Carol Danvers, Brie Larson. Um, and uh, Rambeau was in, in a spacesuit walking outside the Sabre Space Station to best investigate a strange disturbance with Nick Fury. So it's going to take place right after that. Yeah, if I was the people at um, D23, I would have been jealous of the people at home who didn't have to see that trailer. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of hate for uh, Brie Larson, I think, Chachi, right? I mean, just um, the... the um, movie in general well yeah. you know she was she was on a red carpet. i liked it yeah captain marvel was probably one of the i don't know i i, I gotta agree with tachi a little i mean i'm not yeah. nearly as progressive yeah. and active as char as tachi is but i uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i gotta agree it was one of the weaker marvel movies yeah. but yeah. um i mean there's a there's so many cases where mm. they they get it right with the second movie where it like sucked in the not sucked but you know wasn't as good in the first one so yeah I mean, there's there's still a lot of optimism and you know ms marvel was fantastic that was so much fun oh, okay i have yet to was watch so, it yeah. yeah i didn't watch it either yeah, but I, I was super like, excited to see captain know. marvel i was super excited to see captain marvel especially taking place in the 90s and you know and i loved it you know in the trailer initially, and they went to initially yeah, blockbuster and stuff like that. But I thought they they dropped the ball there. And like, you know, we're right. Wonder Woman didn't '84 ha- didn't have like almost any '80 songs. Like I think that one had just like so many um, '90s songs in a row. Someone's like playing like a '90s um, radio station. Right. And you know, and I just didn't like her acting in that movie. Well, this one's gonna be contemporary. This The Marvels will be a yeah a contemporary uh, timeline, but. Uh, Let's see. We also saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, which Paul Rudd says this thing is bananas. Mm. It looks like it's yes. gonna be fun. It's gonna it have seems to like a rock and yeah. <laughs> he says it's a bit of an oxymoron that something so small, because they're small heroes, <laughs> could Ooh, do something so huge. <laughs> um and it's so, also there that movie is gonna be actually I, I think it's gonna be a major part of just line too because it's where oh yeah and um yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna be cool uh some news on captain america new world order uh really cool uh 
um, a subtitle. Um, this is uh, who's well, playing Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Sam Wilson, uh, Anthony Mackie. That is. He's playing Hogan. He's playing the Captain America. Oh, New World Order. It's a wrestling joke, Chachi. I get it. Hmm. Not a lot of people. That'll go over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> no. But their heads suck. Uh, oh, wow. Um, but they've, uh, yeah, they've added some uh, great cast members to this. Um, Shira Haas will be playing Sabra. And I know that Jen Zod knows about Sabra. Yeah, she's uh, she's Here we Israel's go. resident superhero. Yes, and she's a pretty minor character in Marvel. She shows up every once in a while. She okay. showed up in a memorable Hulk story, I remember. Okay, well, I definitely love uh, Shira Haas. I met her at Tribeca Film. All right. Uh, also, the Thunderbolts movie. So this is like Marvel's version of Marvel. Ooh, lots of noise there, Sabrina. Um, Thunderbolts. Oh, <laughs> um, the Thunderbolts movie is pretty much Marvel's answers to Suicide Squad, isn't it, Zod? Yes, kinda. I mean, they it's it's taken they don't really kill them. Though. It's just the yeah, redemption. It's, it's, group, it's right? take it's it's it, when it started out, it wasn't really like the whole idea behind the Thunderbolts that it was pretending to be heroes, and um, you know they they were like established like you know, Marvel villains, they, they they were wearing different costumes pretending to be heroes. And this one <laughs> this one looks a lot closer to like a suicide squad type team. Yeah. So we got Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Sebastian Stan coming back as Bucky Barnes, David Harbour, Red Guardian, Olga Korolenko as Taskmaster, Wyatt Russell as US Agent, and Hannah John Kamen as Ghost. Wait, so, which one's Lion-O? <laughs> Yelena? I used to love Thundercats. I loved it so much. Oh, Yelena. How bad did you guys Yelena. Yelena, isn't that uh, Black Widow's sister? Yeah, yes. that's who that is. Yeah. yeah. She's an awesome character. She, like, Florence Pugh yeah. really made her a much more fun character than she comics. I really enjoyed her in the Hawkeye series. Yeah, so did I. Oh, she was good in that. She's yeah, yeah. Quite the looker, isn't she? Oh, yes, she is a spicy <laughs> little treat. You guys just like the accent. That's all. Yeah, you gotta. Oh, that. I like the accent too. That's just bonus points in my book. Oh my. Oh God. shit. So they gotta. To what they really to need to the do. Show. What uh-huh. they really, really need to do is they gotta do more with like the Taskmaster character who is like completely non-entity. And um, even Ghost really wasn't. Who was the Taskmaster character? Was that Maya? That was, uh, no, Taskmaster was in the Black Widow movie. Oh, okay. Korea Link, Korea character. Yes. And Taskmaster is an awesome character in the comics. Yeah, it's a great bad guy. Yeah, and he's like, and they, they like gender swapped him and made, made him like, made her completely mute which doesn't make any sense at all that's like it's like mm. deadpool was in that first wolverine movie yeah and uh yeah so they got some work to do to make this a you know to make this the right movie to make it acceptable yeah right uh we also got some marvel tv series and guys secret invasion just dropped the trailer dude i'm really excited first of all 
We have Daenerys Targaryen in the Marvel Universe, guys. Hello. She wow. is in Star Wars, <laughs> and she's now in the Marvel Universe in Secret Invasion, which is pretty exciting. But of course, it's not all about you know, you know Amelia Clark. It's really all about Samuel L. Jackson, right? Um, yeah, that's that, his first starring role, like the first time he's like the lead in a Marvel project. Right, right. And it takes place right after he returns from space, looking pretty run down. And Maria Hill, Colby Smulders, oh, meets him Griffin. in a bar uh, <laughs> and uh, sh uh, shows up to help uh, with other uh, um, problems that have presumably happened since Earth. But uh, I think the trailer looks fantastic. Um, looks like a lot of scrolls will be uh, kind of one of the antagonists of the series. So scroll, scrolls. So uh, yeah, pretty exciting. Face um, they also dropped an official trailer for Echo, but the audience did not get to see that. Unlike did get to see Secret Invasion. Did not get what is Echo? Echo is uh, that character uh, played by Alaka Cox. She's a uh, deaf. A deaf character, and she is um, the nemesis of um, Kate Bischoff's Hawkeye. Yeah, whoa, Maya, is that that's a character's name? Yeah, that's Maya, right? The, right. The, the yeah, the deaf amputee Native American character. Yeah, they went yes. completely woke for this. The deaf one. what? Deaf amputee. Deaf oh, she's amputee too. Native American and Native yeah. American. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Whole... I can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear there me? we go. Awesome. All the boxes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> you know Sometimes that's all it takes is a reboot because I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier. I just had to yeah. restart. On oh, screen, wow. Okay. You're, cool. you're, you're one seat over. That's the problem. You were in the silent seat. Now you're in the good seat. It's funny because yes. we can. Yeah. yeah it's kind of yeah. like you've got twins. Yeah. Or you yeah. are twins. That's all right. Let's go ahead and introduce to Below the Belt Show. Anthony LaRusso himself from our favorite show on Netflix, Cobra Kai, Griffin Santo Pietro. Welcome to BTB, Griffin. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Cobra Kai is our favorite show. Uh, we just had Nathaniel O on earlier. And yes, now we're bringing yeah, you on. Yeah, so yeah, we, we got a, to text you. <laughs> a double dose of Cobra Kai, which is pretty awesome here because it is our favorite show. And uh man number one on season netflix. five was amazing yeah season five was amazing mm -hmm. number one on netflix 100 percent on rotten tomatoes how are you feeling with the success of, of cobra kai and especially this season yeah it's always kind of been pretty crazy but um i think even this season i mean now like because you know last season i was kind of like one of the newer things to come out of the show um but even with this season i mean i, I feel like every time when we one up each other, like I see the results so much, you know what I mean? Like now I, <laughs> I, um, the fan response has been insane in person and just like on Instagram. Yeah. And deservedly so deservedly. So it's super well-written. It's in a popular franchise that, that, that pays respect to the original source material. Um, and it's got an incredible cast, incredible writers. It's, and it's super funny. And, Man, it just hits on so many, so many marks, uh, Griffin. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I gotta say, your character in particular uh, had quite an arc uh, through the throughout the five seasons. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you start out with just a, a nerdy kid playing video games uh, yeah, to eventually become. Screen edition. 
yeah. with a smart <laughs> mouth. Right? With a smart mouth. Uh, with no interest in martial arts at all. And then you become a bully. And then you become the the one being bullied and then getting an interest in martial arts uh, a little later. So uh, um, I like how you kind of didn't kind of follow in your dad's and sister's footsteps in the beginning, because I think that would might have been too cliche. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. that kind of held back on the karate at first. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always, especially with season five, I really like, I kind of like Anthony's way of getting into karate because um, it's different than the normal, like revenge or has to, you know, beat up his bully thing. I think he kind of finds a nice way into it where he can uh, further bond with his family through it. Um, like mm-hmm. we get scenes with him and Sam finally being nice to each other. Um, <laughs> but it's always when they're in the dojo. So I think he kind of found a way to join karate in a nicer way than getting forced into it. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. cool how they were talking about um, that you never really knew Mr. Miyagi. You know, like when your character was a baby, Miyagi held him and you kicked him in the face. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but you know, you you didn't have all the stories like that your sister had, you know, and obviously your dad had on the show. Um, so it was pretty cool, like you know, getting that whole kind of perspective that you were kind of felt left out of the whole Miyagi um, love that everybody else had. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably a big reason for why Anthony never really had an interest in all this Miyagi-Do stuff was that he just, he, he's already felt out of the loop his whole life. He doesn't want to just like <laughs> join this just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. How old were you in season one? Season one, I was 11. 11. Wow. 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 <laughs> we literally grew up with you. Griffin. I know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's hard to think about sometimes, but then it's really been five years i mean it doesn't feel like that long um but i really have grown up on the show yeah we noticed like a big change um just like um you know with your um just getting into shape between what was it season three and four Mm -hmm. how did that come about like did you train or just growing or what was that about um (laughs) (laughs) well because what's funny i think it was um two to three which was the most training for me um in terms of getting into shape and then you did it on purpose then okay i did yeah 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 i definitely um uh wanted to motivate myself to do that and then it also helped that i was in that stage of my life where you like grow six inches in a week so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and your body's probably burning a lot of calories because you're a teenage boy so yeah yeah so it was a nice stage in my life to um kind of have that happen especially in the fact that i also um got more character development in season four which everything went oh, yeah. really nicely and i always yeah. love the um between you and johnny just like t- just totally um riffing back and forth whenever you would meet each other yeah are all those digs written for you or did you just sort of get to wing some of those and say what you felt come naturally um, I, they're mostly written for us. I remember <laughs> season one, I think <laughs> I added in the, um, I, I say something about like getting, like get your catch of yourself or something. And then I like call him a douchebag. And I think I added that last part. <laughs> yeah, <was> a <laughs> <laughs> I 
getting years old season one la pusso that's another uh, good one too right <laughs> oh my gosh the pusso oh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people call you that that's now so junior high that shit is um, so junior high every now and then pusso. yeah i mean it's usually fine i mean I did. I have once or twice gotten like heckled by groups of fifth graders calling me Lupuso. Um, oh, no. That one. That's that's the worst of it. Um, you, you beat their ass. Did you tell them that you were the Karate Kid? Karate. You're a Karate Kid. Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, I actually not. I actually I usually um, run away once it starts happening. So. Well, tell us about your martial arts training. Now that you're you're doing a lot more martial arts, uh, obviously your character is doing more. So was in, in in addition to being on set, did it require also practicing your techniques? Um, yeah, I mean, from season four, um, I after season four, I started boxing in real life, um, and I've continued that um, for the last like, what was that? Was that a year or two years? A year, I think. I don't know. But I've been boxing since season four. And then on the show itself, I do get some training. So it has been very similar to Anthony's karate development, which is that it's only happened in the last like year, but it's been it's been great. I'm really enjoying it. Wow. That is awesome. Of course, you you get such a an important pivotal scene uh, this season because you're the reason that the egg got protected, basically. Uh, obviously, yeah. you did a, an episode called Bad Egg, where you had to right. learn how to protect an egg. And this particular technique becomes so important at the end uh, of the final episode, where you're actually protecting, you're be, you know, protecting the laptop or the iPad device uploading evidence right uh yeah so, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> evidence of uh terry silver being the bad guy so to speak uh uh and, and the truths uh, that have been uh, revealed um I, I thought that was just brilliant brilliant storytelling right there fantastic yeah i really loved how that kind of came full circle um and just to do it too to have finally like be part of that final that finale really i was like it was something i never got to do before so i was all i was super super excited about that um and i think the scene is just so cool when um everybody's just like formed around anthony and then they and then they like but then by the end it's like just a big mosh pit um but um yeah that just felt really great to do and i think it came out pretty good (laughs) came out great fantastic was that a long scene to shoot yeah, yeah, I remember that finale taking, or at least especially that like mosh pit bit, because um, there's a, a fight, I think the fight with like Kim Dae-un and like uh, Tori is happening at like the same time over there, so whenever right. they were filming that, we would also have to be in the background doing our thing, so nice. it was like really long, but it was, I just remember being like kind of just controlled chaos, you know? They were like, just go for the iPad. Like there was no like. They were like, go for the iPad. You guys protect <laughs> the iPad. I hold the iPad, and that was it. That was all we were we had in our heads, and we just wow went at each other. It was it was intense. Wow. How about the water park scene? Uh, were your thoughts on shooting that scene? Of course, you got bullied there, man. You got the whole bunch of water donuts, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, I guess thrown on you and then uh, tossed into the pool. Uh, was that you or a stunt guy doing going in the pool? 
that was a stunt guy going to the pool because um and i remember specifically i had to go back for like recording lines and stuff and i was specifically asked to make like water noises when i get in the water because (laughs) since the guy doesn't turn around and he has to keep his head underwater because it's not me it looks they said it looks like i died so (laughs) i had to go back through and make like water noises i'm good now i gotta ask what is a water noise can we get a demonstration of a water noise is that (laughs) i would love to hear this water noise right oh gosh let me think of what i I think it was like oh you know i was going (gasps) yeah i was just like coming up there (laughs) did part of you want to do that instead of the stunt guy or you're happy to give that to the stunt guy you know what i wanted to do it at first but then (laughs) The specifically this like the way the pool was bit was that it had like the edge into the water and then another little edge underneath. Yes. And I was really worried that if I were to do it, I would like nick my feet on that second edge. So oh, I actually okay, okay. I was pretty happy about that. Um and to let the guy do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always and but I don't think you can tell that. Like they, they covered it up pretty well. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a lot yeah, of donuts. Yeah. A lot of water donuts. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> A really cool um, arc with you and um, Kenny, mm-hmm. and um, it really shows you how a lot of kids do bully because you know you were trying to not get bullied yourself with your friends and trying right. to impress your friends, and then you say so you're bullying the new kid, and then it turns around that he starts bullying you. Yeah. Um, have you ever dealt with any of that stuff in real life? You know, growing up, like dealing with bullies. Um. Yeah. I mean, especially like season it was was kind of interesting because i was able to use some of it because like uh, around season one to three in real life because that's before it became a popular show um so i was very much bullied in my in my youth um and so i think that to one to be the bully in season four was just kind of fun and then um in season five to kind of know what it's like to have to have that feeling that they're just people who are who whose sole purpose are just to make you feel worse is yeah, kind of get up where, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so like now, kind of where Anthony was coming from in season five. So like were you bullied for being on the show and they were jealous of that? Um not it was like for being on the show, but I remember like I actually just talked about this with um uh Cholo and Jacob who play Miguel and um okay. Hawk. Um yeah. we were talking about like growing up as actors and it always is just kids don't like the general kids in like middle school and beginning of high school and stuff they just don't know anything about the industry is and so they just kind of make fun of it you know what i mean like they think that you're weird or like you're you think you're too full of yourself like they they come in with all these preconceived things about acting so i think that's like kind of what made it hard for like people in the industry to grow up like in regular school when they are not homeschooled um and then also i was like just like a nerd and so I never, <laughs> never played a sport. I never cared for it. Like there was, I was just not into like the like more mainstream things. Don't now you're doing karate. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah. late life nerd. It ends up being awesome. Nerds end up way happy. I know. I was picked out. on. I was a nerd in high school and in in middle school and elementary school, and now I get to be super cool, or at least yeah. I believe I'm cool. So <laughs> I was yeah. always cool. That's but, all no, that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so you got about, you got picked at 11 years old to um be on cobra kai what was the whole process about and did you do any acting um before that 
Um, yeah, it was still my first year of acting, I believe, or at least like yeah. beginning of my second. Um, and I had done a few things. I had done one movie for Netflix. Um, uh, it was like an Adam Sandler movie called The Week Of. Um, okay, wow. I did that when I was, it was, I think that was still the same year though. Um, yeah, and your IMDb right now, yeah. The week <laughs> of, 28 and um, I was, I, th- I only did one audition and then like from there I just got it because um, I think I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they had already like started production before they cast Anthony. So I think they were a little, they were, uh, they had to move along. Oh, wow. Um, and then I, like maybe less than a week later, I flew out to Atlanta for the first time to film it. Um, my mom just picked me up from school one day. It was like, we're going to Georgia. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah. So booking the first season was pretty crazy, especially as like at like such a young age. Yeah. Did she have you watched Karate Kid before that? I had, I had watched the first okay. and second. Um, okay. Awesome. That's about right. I would have had you watch the first two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watched the first two before with my grandfather, and then um, not the third. I think I watched the third right before season four. Oh, good. That was a good. Perfect. Call. Perfect. Yeah. So you know about Mike Barnes and Silver's. Yeah, Harry yeah, Silver. Yeah. 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 Season four. Good. Good. Uh, good to get that backstory right, so you know, yep. you know exactly yeah. what's going on, man. <laughs> Yeah, how, how was your interactions with the the older cast, uh, with the OGs, if you will, with with Ralph and Billy and and uh, Thomas Ian, yeah, uh, and all those yeah. all those OG guys. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. I mean, I mean, especially Ralph, especially when we got to do more scenes together in season four. I, he really does yeah. feel like a kind of mentor figure, you know. And he's very he, like he like he's not totally Daniel, but he's definitely very wise. And I feel like I could talk to That's him awesome. a lot a lot. Like um and then Billy's great. Um he's so fun. <laughs> um but sadly I think we've only done like two scenes together. So I feel like we need to have more scenes when we just insult each other. Um <laughs> and then, Thomas is really in well because he's so like he's such he's so menacing, you know, when he when he's like silver, but he's such a nice guy. And what's funny, super tall. Yes, super tall. He's, he's like the tallest person ever. Um, <laughs> is that on season five? My I brought my grandma to set one day, and she wrecked. I don't know how my mom did to figure this out in season four, but Thomas <laughs> Ian Griffith. His mom used to teach my mother Irish step dancing when she was what? Just, That's random. Wow. That's random <laughs> as all hell. And yeah, that he, when he was like maybe about my age, he used to play the accordion for my mother while she Irish step danced. <laughs> she was like eight. <laughs> she was like my age. Oh and my god. My mom totally did not pick this up in season four when she did not recognize him. And it wasn't until I brought my grandma where she was like, that's like, that's the kid from, like, he was like just the kid in the town who was like the actor kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. So Harry Silver plays the accordion. Uh, yes. I mean, <laughs> I think yeah. it was. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I think so it was funny. the accordion. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they needed to incorporate that in um, season six. They do, they do, and he Irish <laughs> step dances. So Irish step dances. Yeah. So 
speak to the court. One hundred percent. He's definitely going to have to do some and play the accordion. That's yes. a fantastic true Hollywood story. I know it's, it's so <laughs> odd. Right? I want to see Chappelle walk us through that with the reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're talking and about how the show so random, like Irish step dancing and right? an accordion. Like, when was the last time you guys have ever have seen someone playing an accordion? Hey, hey, right. I'm Irish. We do the step, step dancing all the time. Uh, Where's that accordion though? What's what's up with the accordion? <laughs> I got nothing with the whole accordion thing. <laughs> so, how's your life changing now, especially since um, Cobra Kai has moved to Netflix and now everybody watches it? It's the number one show on Netflix, which is incredible. How's your life? has changed and trying to grow up in this crazy industry it's changed a lot and especially since season four came out um because literally until then i hadn't been i don't know i hadn't been asked for a picture i don't think like i i don't think i've um gotten like a like a fan edit before you know like in season okay. four that's when it kind of hit me the hardest was um uh i got these new followers i started getting recognized when i went out especially with someone else from cobra Kai. like yeah. It's it's just something I never really um, thought of, but it's been really great. I mean, um, you know, there's definitely like just a lot of changes, which are always good and bad. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's been pretty amazing. Got any marriage proposals now from the show? Um, no. Or more women, <laughs> more more women sliding your DMs. Give it yeah. time. Uh, Give it time. Just I mean, show up. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, actually. I mean, more now, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That oh, sounds no. like a yes to me. Uh, well, having a single mother sent him over here. <laughs> mm. you too much. So you've become friends with a lot of the cast. It seems like we've, we've interviewed quite a few uh, of the cast from Cobra Kai, and they're all friends offset. Uh, have you made any close friends um, that you hang out with uh, offset? Um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone is pretty close, like, especially, like, um, it's kind of rare to get a cast that likes each other this much, and right, I've asked yeah. around, like, for people who have been doing this longer than me, and they've all said that they really think that there's something kind of lucky here, because most time, most of the time you hear about actors, like, have, or, like, <laughs> like the don't worry, darling thing, like, actors, like, hating each yes, other, exactly. not being able to work but, it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, like, we could like total I mean we have hung out with just the entire cast outside of set and it's totally fine like it's it's really like a great group of people but who I hang out with most often is probably uh Dallas Young um plays Kenny yeah um oh, I would wow. say we hang out the most often for sure and then um Una uh research, you know I honestly to, to a certain point, I'm just gonna list everybody like that's how close we are is that like I feel like I could hang out with anyone and it'll be great yeah Jacob what's so cool about the show is there's so much yeah. like there's so many characters on the show but there's but you know there's so many characters are actually have a backstory and they're built up you know and they're they have depth to them which is very rare to have so many characters i mean like like I, I always think of like walking dead where there's so many characters and you don't know who half the people are but a cobra yeah. kai you look around and you're like okay i know him i know his backstory i know what his motivations are i mean such good writing that they they're so good at character development. Yeah, it's really impressive how they're able to balance like so many characters. I mean, we have so Big many people. Cast. Big yeah. cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's balanced perfectly. Yeah. 
So uh, what do you know about season six? I mean, we got a little bit of uh, a Taikai world, I guess a world tournament competition yeah. coming up. I guess that's all we know. And uh, looks like we may not be seeing Silver for a minute. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I think Silver can use his money to get out of out of this <laughs> trouble. Yeah. I mean, such a great villain. I'll be sad to see yeah. him not be in season six. Right. And then Kreese is doing his thing. Uh, <laughs> yes yes he's like a frank sinatra and i love i love how they played the frank sinatra song as he my way as he was you know escaping <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm, I'm predicting seeing hillary swank in season six. Oh, that's a big oh, prediction okay. i know that'd you need be somebody, cool you need somebody to fight um who's a new um uh, asian woman sensei yeah it oh, is great yeah she was great she's going really great cheap too I can yeah, see um, somebody fantastic. being brought in to fight her. Right. Okay. I didn't think about that before. But that, yeah. This is LaRusso. And, and, yeah. you know, and the next Karate Kid was awful. I thought it was an awful movie. Except for Hillary Swick, I thought they did a great job. And of course, you know, Pat Morita <laughs> did a great job in it. But the writing was terrible. I in agree. Movie. Yeah. And I, I think the writing the, was terrible. The creators but of Cobra Kai, I think they can, they can add depth to that movie if they anybody can. Everybody back, if you think about it. Well, except for the who was the evil the evil hall monitor from that movie. I hope they don't bring him back. <laughs> his character, I don't like his character. But. Oh, the evil hall. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think it's great how they they paid homage to the prior characters and brought them all back. And oh, oh the chosen way. character is outstanding. Like I, I love watching him. He cracks me up. Oh, he's like psycho, but lovable. <laughs> yeah, he's so great. <laughs> I mean, they hit gold in this series. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, yeah, so season six, I guess, is there anything you know about it? Um, honestly, no, <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> um, I am really interested to see just how, um, well, I just want to know what Chris's plan is. Like, that's my only thing. Is that like, where is he going? <laughs> like, that's like, <laughs> just from a logistical standpoint, like, are you going to keep walking or are you going to like, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. so I think that's what <laughs> And if you watch the first few minutes of episode 10, you're you're probably a little sad, maybe a little concerned, but that all worked out in the finale. So yes. I was yes. so relieved about that and so relieved about Chosen uh, as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. Was a very, that, was that was a very edge of my seat moment, of course. And it seems like you and Kenny, you know, it seems like Kenny's leaving Cobra Kai. So I'm wondering what's going to be in the future between you two. If he's still going to be after you or what? That's what I'm wondering. Like, are we going to be yeah. one of the many enemies to friends on the show? Right. Or are we going to continue to fight each other? I don't know. <laughs> I want, I will say I want one, just for the fun of it, because Dallas and I are such good friends. I want one good fight between us. Yes. 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 Then we can be friends. Um, no, I agree. We've <laughs> talked, him and I have talked about Having a fight between us for way too long. Yeah, he's got. Needs to pay off. He's got to pay the experience too with the main event. So. Yes. <laughs> so he's got that in his. On his yeah, own. yeah. <laughs> That's also. But speaking of other project, I see Bull, Unbreakable mm -hmm. Kimmy Schmidt, uh, New Amsterdam. You're able to get some great uh, guest stars on on some of these uh, shows. Uh, what were your experience experience like on those? Um, those were really great. I mean. That I'm trying to think. okay, so it was like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was a long time ago. I was I might have been like season two of Cobra. 
Right. Um, and then I, uh, New Amsterdam was the most recent, but I love that stuff. I love, I've always been a big fan of those, like, you know, crime or doctor shows. Like those yes, are, yes. those are really, um, great. Um, and I'm trying to think, Bull was season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bull was before. Like James Donovan. Yeah. I, I guess put it all in order. Yeah. Very, very cool. Any Adam Sandler stories? Oh yeah. Um, he was just, I remember him being like, just kind of the nicest person ever, which I feel like I was worried about. Cause you always hear about like celebrities being awful, but like, yeah. um, oh, he seems like one too. of those celebrities that'd be really like nice and yeah. friendly though. I yeah, can actually, I, remember, like, I can vouch for that too. I work with him on hustle in Philadelphia and he was super duper cool. Yeah. He's like, he's great. I remember, um, even like one time, like we, we would all be like working later than we should. And we, should have and then he like just like out of his own pocket he just like bought like a ton of like he bought like 25 pizzas to bring like he'd like because we're all working late like he was i remember him being like just super nice and then i also worked with chris rock in that movie um which was super great and he was also amazing um he i remember he told me once i don't remember because he was like going around like reading everyone in the room and um i remember he told me he said i see a future for you in this and ever since that day i have oh, been wow. riding high on that <laughs> i don't think that's awesome remember me if you saw me i don't know if you would remember saying that but i do hey man you take that to the bank i would that's fucking cool well you should have been there to protect yeah. them at the oscars last year with their karate training now yeah where are you at where's that miyagi-do defense <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Griffin, this has been amazing, man. Thank you so much for, for joining us here on Below the Belt Show to talk Cobra Kai, our favorite show on Netflix. And Yeah, we're excited for season six, whenever that's going to be. Whenever that's going to be. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, yes, I mean, we got we got two seasons in 2022, so that's kind of cool. We, yeah, we, we can't complain. We, can't. we didn't have to wait until 2023 uh, New Year's Day, so uh, yep. that was that was <laughs> cool. A little early treat. So I guess so before we uh, let you go, Griffin, if you could let us know who you are. Uh, your character on Cobra Kai, and uh, let us know you're on Below the Belt Show, and throw out a Cobra Kai catchphrase at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, my name is Griffin Santo Pietro. I play Anthony LaRusso on Cobra Kai. Um, I am on the Below the Belt Show, and um, Cobra Kai catchphrase. I couldn't think of anything. I wait. What's <laughs> <laughs> okay, like a Miyagi a Miyagi do catchphrase? Um, wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Strong defense is good offense. I think that one somebody might say that. I don't know. <laughs> Just go with Lapusa. It's fine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lapusa. <laughs> <laughs> don't hire people to wax on, wax off for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Griffin Santo Pietro, thank you so yeah. much. And a paisan, a true Italian, right? Yes. You're a yeah. true Italian yeah. representing the LaRussos. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> you got big things in store for you. Big things. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and let's do a uh, snapshot on the count of three. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three. Smile. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Griffin, thank you so much. Have a great night. Just thank you. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Griffin Santo Pietro. He was an great. Awesome name, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was so funny That's as cool. fuck. Why weren't you there to protect Chris Rock? So we need to take a classic cut break. And oh my gosh. Are we going to have the birthday cut today? We're going to have the birthday cut today. So course. I take my wonderful classic cut and hand it over to BP, Celebrity Soto. Yes. And um, of course, we lost the Queen of England. Um, yes, yes. Last week. Yeah. Uh, Queen 96, II right? Second at 96 years old. Yeah. Um, seven decades of monarchy in the UK. Became and queen in 1952, right? 1952 in her 20s, right? I believe. It's insane. Yeah. I think, something like that. And, and uh, has has um, sat on the Iron Throne, so to speak, <laughs> since then. <laughs> um you know, I wasn't going to play this Miss the Queen is Dead. I, I don't know, think that would have been an appropriate song, but I did find yeah. another, great, another great song by a punk band called The Sex Pistols. And yes, this, ah. song, is, <laughs> this song is called God Save the Queen, guys. So uh, let's go ahead and play that one. And we'll be right As long as you don't listen to the lyrics, yes, it's way more appropriate. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a, that takes a lot out of it. Anyways, we'll be back right after the classic cut. Oh, and of sadly leaving us on the panel, Sabrina Taylor Smith. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Sabrina. Thank you. I love you so much, Al. Um, I do have a doctor's appointment early in the morning, so um, I'm going to try to turn down and go to sleep. But okay, and um, possibly, turn down for what? And possibly get some drinks on the weekend. Yes, possibly. Possibly, it is a big possibility. Okay. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure it out because there will be a special guest coming into town who okay. I've rekindled my relationship with. Oh, good. We like rekindled relationships. All yes. Right, um, well, good luck with your doctor's so, appointment. Yeah, thank definitely, you. Sabrina. Okay. Thank you. Love you so guys. Sweet. And Bye. happy birthday, okay. Al. I love you. Thank you so much, Sabrina. <laughs> Bye. The fascist regime That made you a moron Potential hate bomb God save the queen She ain't no human being And there's no future In England's dreaming Alright, so we're back. That was, uh... God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. And uh, let's get through the rest of D23, guys. Uh, Loki Season 2 is going to get a new cast member. And Goonie star, Kehu Kwan. Um, yeah. Also from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. No, I don't say also from that. Well, come on now. he Those are the two films literally he's worked on because he, he took a break after uh, after the Goonies. Well, don't forget Temple of Doom, too. Well, I know. Yeah. Temple of Doom was around right. the same time. Which, interesting enough, Harrison Ford was also at D23 to promote Indiana Jones 5, and they took an iconic photo together, they which did. really, really warms the heart. So those were two of the big uh, Lucas that was awesome projects. Photo. Yeah. UG, sorry, well, Dr. Luke... Jones. UG. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they just talked about um, Loki Season 2 a little bit and, and Tom Hiddleston. Instead of showing up in full costume, he was on screen, but uh, announced that Kehu Juan was joining, uh, which is really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. 
And over on Happy Netflix, to see his success. Yes, absolutely. Lucasfilm, wow, throwing out. You're not going to talk about Werewolf by Night? No. All right. Oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Trailer. Well, yeah, that is Marvel. Um, yeah, and I, I was going to skip it, but because uh, I was, wasn't familiar. What do you know about Werewolf about Night? I did see the trailer. Probably everything there is to know about it. Yeah, it's, that was so. It was so much fun to watch. That like where they're different. trying to like you know, it's all in at least from the trailer. It's all in black and white, and they're trying right. to capture like this whole like kind of grindhouse, really crazy, you know, obviously tongue in cheek feel. I loved it. I and it also introduces one of the weirdest, well, two of the weirdest fucking characters from Marvel history, and that's um, Simon Garth, the living zombie. And um and the man thing. The it's man like thing. Solomon Grundy in DC, right? Yeah, kinda. But the man thing is such a weird, weird character. It's like this um Was the man thing your favorite? Well, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. And there was a there was a comic in the seventies called Giant Size Man Thing. That was your favorite growing <laughs> up, wasn't it? Yeah. Sam? You had the poster, right? <laughs> so the man thing is like this um, <laughs> this like guy who turns into this like completely mute like giant vegetable man but like he's he's also like the guardian of the like the multiverse now if they find a real vegetable to play him yeah there's gonna be protests <laughs> and he makes like like there's this um there's this common refrain in marvel about anything that knows fear burns at the touch <laughs> which you can take in so many ways too right. and yeah i'm excited i want to see right. that, that werewolf yeah. by night special which is coming it's out it's a halloween special october yeah. yeah so look out for it all right lucasfilm lots of lucasfilm stuff guys um willow is a, is a big one it's a continuation of lucas's 1988 movie Dude, the trailer looks so good, man. Right? Dude, Willow was the shit. My only concern mm-hmm. is that the best part of the film, Willow, was Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan. And that character just can't be in this. That's true. But yeah. you know who you know they got to uh, return uh, in his place, I guess, so to speak? Christian Slater. Yeah. No shit. So yes. Slater's going to play Mad Mardigan, huh? Yeah. Bad so I guess you're... Physically, you know, um, Val Kilmer, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's throat cancer. So yeah. there's, there's going to be limitations of what he can do as an actor. Well, he just, he, he's, yeah, Matt Mardigan's young. He's the best swordsman that ever lived. You can't do that when you're, you know, 60, whatever. So. Right, right. And uh, I guess, how are they doing the time jump? Is it in real time? No clue. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, Gotta be in real time. Cause Christian Slater, like Christian Slater and Val Kilmer are around. They're the about around the same age. Right? So that. That makes sense of why they would do that, and um, yeah, I mean Warwick Davis has you know has aged uh, fairly well, you know, so I think that's. Uh, I mean, you know, he's happy for this project. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, no, he's Brandon, a great he was, guy. Yeah, great guy. Got to meet him again. He's been in every Star Wars iteration almost, it seems. So. And he's like a fan, like how we are. Exactly. Even, even though he's actually in all the stuff, like it's even so he's cool. actually in it, but he's yeah. actually a fan of this stuff, yeah. Um, of course, we got um, another final trailer for Andor, which, dude, this looks amazing, dude. This is um, a, finally a series that does not cater to kids. Um, Good. 
all the sets are real. Yeah. They're God, they're built or actual location. Really? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so as you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, they use that uh, LED technology for a lot of the uh, the planets and the, and the scenes, right, to, to uh-huh. make it look like a galaxy far, far away. But, you know, for Andor, they actually built actual sets. They actually shot in exotic locales to, to pull off the better. show. But it's it does. a lot better. And the trailer was awesome. Well, let's talk about Mandalorian Season 3 because that trailer was awesome, too. Uh, Grogu is back, yes. So we saw a lot yes. of uh, other Mandalorians, as the armor says. No, uh, you know, there is, you know, not only one Mandalorian. In fact, because he took off the helmet, because uh, Din Djarin took off the helmet, he is a Mandalorian. No, that was an interesting. Uh, How do they know that he took off the helmet? Um, who told? Well, yeah, he took off the helmet when he was trying to infiltrate that uh, that uh, empire. Um, he he, facility, told, he right? confessed, and then they fought over it. Uh, that's right. That's he right. confessed. That's right. Yeah, in, in, like, um, Book it's of been Boba a while. Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Yes, he fought the uh, what was supposed to be <laughs> John Favreau uh, in uh, in uh, Mandalorian armor, but no, it was uh, a stunt double just as big as John Favreau um, fighting to. For the rights to own the dark saber, and mm. it was then that he admitted that we saw some salacious crumbs, which were the uh, job of the hut's pets in the trailer as well. Yeah, so they're bringing back a little bit of those funky uh, lizards. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that's been the best um, Star Wars series, um, you know, of, of recent time um, by far, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's oh, got yeah. the right feel. Yeah. Of course. Right, Katie Sackoff. Right. Katie Sackoff will be back, returning his book. It's 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 exciting. Um. Also, Tales of the Jedi is going to be an, an animated anthology series. So, um, same animation as uh, you saw in the Clone Wars and Rebels, but uh, it will basically trace trace life stories of notable Jedi's across the Star Wars canon. Going to focus on Ahsoka Tano, um, Anakin Skywalker, Count Dooku, played uh, who's played by Christopher Lee. Um, so each ep- episode will be about 15 minutes long. If they do that right, that'll be fucking awesome. Right? 15 yeah. minutes long, really? 15 minute long animated. They did. Uh, they did something like this. All what's it on? Like uh, what's it like on Tubi or whatever that place is? That thing is called. Well, this will be on Disney yeah. Plus. No, this is on Disney Plus. They have another is that series Tubi? like this. I forget what it's called. But um, it's like Star Wars one-offs or Star Wars solos or something oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Each episode is a 15-minute cartoon of, like, a Jedi or a Sith on some planet. And, like, it's it's very well done. Like, each individual vignette was super interesting. Zod knows the title of that. It, the title's escaping me. What is that? Uh, of course he does. Animated uh, Visions. Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions, I, yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just the one. And they're, they're not all amazing, but, like, enough of them are at school. The first one is, like a feudal Japan Jedi Sith guy that's like right. just crushing everything. It's fucking badass. That's pretty cool. Also, Jude Law will lead a cast for Skeleton Crew. This is for kids, guys. This is a, a group of children uh, finding their way home after being lost in space. Next. <laughs> but Jude Law is starring in it, so yeah. drink some beers. <laughs> I know, you're like, next! <laughs> 
Um, what else? We also have on uh, D23, um, the Santa Claus um, limited series. Um, they just dropped a trailer for that, as well as a trailer for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, both shows I'm not too particularly excited for, but. <laughs> All right, let's move on from D23. Uh, the Barbarian is your number one movie in America. I'm not familiar was good. with this film, but it's an Airbnb horror film. Um, and Chachi's here for his uh, movie movie report. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> what else can you tell us about it? Were there any was... uh, jump moments? Uh, any... Oh yeah, definitely. It was it was it was it was good. Um, it's hard to it's hard to tell anything without spoiling it. That's okay. But um, it's a good um, you know, Halloween season type of movie. Okay. Um, so it's Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long, ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, definitely might be worth a look. Although I am yeah. trying to I am trying to catch uh, Clerks Three at some point. Is that out um, yet? Yeah, it actually drops today. Oh, really? I heard nothing Stop about something. that. I saw the first like trailer yesterday. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" It looks Love good, it. right? Yeah, yeah. But not, yeah. not yeah, you can't call it the Jersey Trilogy anymore. They made too many clerks. <laughs> you can't. I don't know why, but a, a Bollywood movie is number two. <laughs> it's uh, called Bam- Bamastra Part One Shiva. Um, that was really good. It's uh, oh, you saw that one as well? Yes, yes. It's a Disney-owned Star Studios, led by Indian superstars. Rabin Kapoor, Ali Abbat, and Amitabh Bhaknan. Amitabh Bhaknan, like I was surprised at how good he did in that movie. Okay. Like I wasn't expecting for him to bring that kind of performance because I thought he was going to like do the same kind of stuff he did with um, the Indian thriller movie. But he really brought in this one, I thought. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious or joking. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You see a lot of movies, Kai, with a expected uh, uh, you know, to, to be you. Uh, bullet it's trains. Yeah, some of the Bollywood shit is crazy. Like you watch those clips, <laughs> like especially the older, the older clips. Like um, yeah, a lot of it's like like funny shit. Bullet train. Uh, sorry, bullet train. Top Gun Maverick and DC <clears throat> of Super Pets round up the top five. All right. Top Gun Maverick's still in the top five. That's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's already on on demand, and it's still in the top five. Yeah, you can watch it anytime you want on your television, man. Dude, that movie was so good. It was it so good. Back, it brought back the porn stash. I'm seeing 30 percent of dudes right. walking around with these greasy porn stashes because chicks liked that movie. It blows my mind. Right, <laughs> but can most no guys one looks, pull it off? You know, and no one looks as good as um, Rooster with it. There you go. They're gonna try, yeah. But I mean, I mean, now you see, you see, you see the mullet back now too, and like there's yeah, like mullets made a strong. There's blade glasses and everything, like oh, all that shit's back. Stranger <laughs> Things did the mullet. That's that. Yeah. Well. All right. Um. Like anyone check out the Black Adam trailer? DC dropped. <laughs> odd. Yeah, we were talking about that before the uh before the show, and uh, you know, Martin Martin made some uh had some had some choice words about the end of the end of the trailer. 
I, yeah. I expected the General Zod to be upset about them bogarting the line. <laughs> I kneel before no one. <laughs> yes, that's Zod's line, right? Right. Yes, Son it is Zod. Kneel before Zod. Dude. The dude already looks exactly like Superman anyway. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, as much as I like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, I'm really looking forward to the character of the Hawkman and, and, uh, and Dr. Dr. Fate. So those are two favorite DC characters I enjoyed uh, reading comic books and, you know, had the uh, figures, you know, action figures as a kid. And uh, well, but you know, like, I mean, you know, like African-American Adam, African-American <laughs> Adam, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like I'm a big the... fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course. Okay. But like I said, uh, I think these two unsung heroes uh, in Hawkman and Dr. Fate never got a live action version. And of course, yeah, I mean, we've seen Black Adam before. Shazam movie, right? Uh, no, was... he wasn't in the Shazam movie. Oh, okay, this is a this is a first time we're we're seeing. Uh, yeah, I think okay. I think I think because they they're they're obviously trying to make Black Adam a lot darker than the tone of the Shazam movie. I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not even sure if they're gonna have them like have that same connection that they do in the comics. But okay. wasn't Sinbad in the um, Shazam movie? <laughs> yeah, that and the uh, the Berenstain Bears spelled with an A instead of an yeah. A, the way around. All right. <laughs> All right. My favorite is Margot Robbie, as you know, guys. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she's got a new movie called Babylon, her and Brad Pitt. So every movie I know she's always in with Leo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt. It's yeah, all the hottest guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just like real life. Just like real life, right? Yeah. But she's apparently doing lots of lines of cocaine in the opening parts of the trailer, uh, which is now the party Margie Rob, Margot Robbie that I'm seeing. <laughs> but, uh, Not Barbie? It, yeah, yeah, and we're, we're going to see her in Barbie, too. Yeah, but it mm. uh, takes place in 1920s Los Angeles. Um, Gene Smart's in it as well. Diego Calva. Quite an ensemble cast, and it's from the filmmaker behind Whiplash and La La Land. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, wow, this has got a hell of a cast, man. Also, Lucas Haas, Tobey Maguire, Max Minghella, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. My God, this guy's like everywhere. Eric Roberts is in this one. I'm sure he's thrilled to be in a... Oh, with that company? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. he's got to be thrilled. Eric Roberts oh, has yeah. to be thrilled to be in this, man. He's as thrilled as you'd be in that movie. Right? <laughs> 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 oh my god, so funny. Uh David Harbour, uh wow, he's gonna be in a Gran Turismo film, which is in production right now. Um, based on the popular Sony uh PlayStation uh game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look out for that one in August of twenty twenty three. Um uh, we're also getting um a film called The Strangers, which is a remake. Uh, with Madeline Pesh and Rennie Harling uh, to direct. Uh, and uh, it basically is based on the 2008 psychological thriller of the same name. Oh, well, it's kind of rebooted. You know, it's, it's been... Yeah, it's, it's been a decent amount. That's 2008, yeah. yeah. Way overdue. So basically, a car breaks down in Oregon. The first forced to spend a night in an Airbnb where... And of course, it was 2008, then it was just a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's a modern version of being able <laughs> where they are terrorized from dusk till dawn by three masked strangers. Hmm. Uh, the Toronto Film Festival is very um, one of the most popular film festivals that just took place last week. 
and uh, Brendan Fraser uh, brought back the tears uh, in his character for The Whale, um, where he plays uh, a man with severe obesity who struggles to reconnect with a 17-year-old daughter. Um, apparently also got a long-standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival. And in fact, they typically only do the standing ovations for the Cannes Film Festival and the Venice Film Festival. But they actually brought the standing O for uh, the Toronto Film Festival. Yeah, but he wasn't really fat in that movie, right? Well, he's a bigger guy, but yeah, they did, did use him some prosthetics, you know, to get... But he, he, was, he was still in a role from a fat American, right? I guess technically they could have had another actor, right? But yeah, they... Not, not many people are up in arms about that. As, as... No, no, they were. They, I mean, they, they, weren't, they weren't up in arms because that... It's too much exercise, but they were, um, they were mad. <laughs> I, they were mad. I get it. I get yes. it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't. Oh my God. That's so Don't funny. eat me. No, like, no, people were mad because he wasn't really fat. And it's says kind of like, like fat shaming for him yeah. being fat in that movie. And it was a whole thing. I hear you on that. Um, My Policeman, another movie with Harry Styles. I was at the Venice, uh, film festival sorry harry styles is at the venice film festival for don't worry darling which you talked about last week we had a lot of drama with Lawrence Pugh and olivia so much Wilde. drama but then he came over to the toronto film festival for a movie that didn't have drama <laughs> uh, called my policeman which i man he's really uh quite the actor these days uh no oh, more, yeah no more watermelon sugar i guess for now um but yeah he plays <laughs> a gay policeman so, oh is he really gay? Um, right up his alley. Harry's, as far as he's know, very he's, gender fluid. He's, he's with Olivia Wilde. I mean, that's how he, Olivia broke up with Jason Statham. Oh yeah, that's definitely not gay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's like the opposite of gay. <laughs> right. Uh, the Weird Al Yankovic story was also part of of this uh, Toronto film festival. Um, uh, Rose. Uh, which I know, Chachi, you might see opening night. Right? Billy Eichner's gay rom com from the. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get tickets because um, they're all sold out because oh, um, General out? General bought the whole theater out. Oh, he bought the th whole theater. Yes. Wow. Very disappointed. <laughs> it's money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We also saw Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery. This is the sequel for Knives Out. It was also part of the. That's a solid flick. That was, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first yeah. one. You haven't seen yes. the second one yet, have you? Stay, no. But stay doing these movies and stay away from Star Wars. Stay away from Star Wars, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and one that's going to make big waves, possibly Oscar contender, is The Fablemans, which is a um, semi biographical uh, um, film about uh, Steven Spielberg's early life. Um, that was good. The trailer looks fantastic, and I think uh, if it lives up to you know the hype, because um, apparently some very favorable reviews, then it will probably. Um, and so many, so many. Uh, yeah, when we did the um the tour of um Universal Studios in Hollywood on uh, um, the, the backstage tour, they were um talking about how Sp Spielberg kind of got started by going taking that tour. And we, mm -hmm. we did the tour, and then just he came. He I think he bought the tour twice, and he came back the third day, and they thought he worked there, so he kept on going back, you know, through the gates. Mm -hmm. 
and then he would just walk on the set and try to help people out on the set. And no one knew who he was, but nobody really asked. And they started working with like Marlon Brando and everything, and like started working on these, you know, with these huge actors, just doing whatever he could on the set. And that's kind of like how he got his start. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a good way to get some history there. Yeah, which I'm sure you you can't do now with all the security and everything, but back then it was more lax. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has a movie that's going to be uh, that was a part of the Toronto Film Festival, um, and it's uh, Leela New Newbauer's Causeway. So it's a drama, and um, yeah, I don't know really much about it, but uh, let's check it out. <laughs> uh, let's see the menu with uh, Ralph Fiennes and um, Anya Taylor Joy. A twisted comedy about food, art, and death. Yeah, I, I heard to watch that movie. You had to scan like a QR code. It's super annoying. So, dude, I like the old school menus. Give me I a do too. Yes. Menu, man. Let me yeah. see my battery right on those menus. And I would do it on my phone. I know, man. Move on from that. All that scrolling and shit. I want to see pictures. I want to see my food at Chili's, like my. <laughs> Right, my exactly. Southwest egg rolls. I want to see a picture of it. Right. I'll print it out. Yes. 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 Oh, God. Yeah, that's better. Johnny says on Cobra Kai, like a fancy restaurant. Yeah, like he Chili's said that. or yeah, Applebee's he, or he, Olive Garden. Yeah, he didn't want that. <laughs> Applebee's. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, quintessential he's a, trash restaurant. He's a big restaurant. fan of like, like the cheap chain restaurants. <laughs> yeah. He always refers to them as fancy restaurants. It's yeah. so funny. I want to get someplace nice, like Applebee's. Like, yeah. <laughs> Anna nice. Kendrick actually got stuck in an elevator when she was off to her, her Toronto Film Festival, Alice Darling. Luckily, um, she was rescued from local firefighters, but she was in a elevator with six other people. Imagine that scene. My gosh. Stuck in yeah. With Anna Kendrick. I've been stuck in an elevator before. It was all right. Yeah. Not with her yeah, though. I, like I don't, I don't get like other people were losing their shit. It was like, and it was hot. We were there like nine people. It's like after soccer camp, and we got stuck oh, between yeah. floors. But like, Jeez. yeah, it was very. I think I was like 16, and it was interesting for me to watch like 30 and 4 year olds freak the fuck out and not be able to hold their shit together. And it was like, hey, breathe. <laughs> You're gonna be, you know, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's a recipe for a panic attack, though. You know, claustrophobic. People, people, people freaked out. Yeah, now I, I can imagine. But, you know, I think if it was Anna Kendrick, I'd kind of be excited about it, possibly. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd be pushing the um, the buttons to jam the elevator up even worse. Right. <laughs> All right, we got the Emmys, guys. Uh, Keenan Thompson hosted the Emmys. Uh, did very well, and fairly well, uh, the ratings. Um, 5.9 million viewers down from last year, um, but nonetheless, uh, Ken Thompson, you know, he, pretty funny uh, promo. He took a jab at, you know, all your favorites, including uh, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. He said that Zendaya, who's nominated for lead actress, who actually ended up winning, uh, is 26, year, 26 years old, which is a weird age in Hollywood. You're young enough to play a high school student, but too old to date Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> a lot of that recently, all the memes. Dude, yes. I, I like I don't know why all of a sudden people have a problem with it. He's been doing this for two decades. Oh, yeah. So why is it, yeah. Like all of a sudden everybody is butthurt. He's dating a 23 or 24 year old. He's never not. Like he's been very <laughs> yeah. consistent over the years. 
He'll get older, but turns but, 25. He breaks up with her and he starts dating a 20 year old. I think he's with one of the Hadid sisters who's 26. So this might have been the first uh, oh, wow. 26 year old who's dating. Oh, didn't he just <laughs> drop her? Yeah, didn't he think he just dropped oh, her? Oh, maybe he just dropped her too. He just did it again. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. My, my, dude, my man knows exactly what makes him happy. He's, he knows just what he's looking for. Leave him alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We also yeah, saw a good burger yeah, reunion. They'll be burning. They'll probably be burning his movies in like 15 years. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you're a fan of Good Burger, Keenan and uh, his buddy Cal Mitchell from Good Burger had a little reunion from a skit there that they did with Mail uh, and Johnny behind the bar, which was pretty cool. And then someone said, "Hey, can I get a burger?" And it was Cal Mitchell. It was kind of a cool reunion. Oh, nice. Uh, good to see Cal Mitchell at Awesome Con. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some of the the winners. Um, Succession won for outstanding drama series. Good fucking um, show. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet, but uh, uh, the creator Jesse Armstrong said it was a big week for Successions coming after the death of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles becoming King Charles the Third. So mm. you had to throw that one in, right? Of course. That's pretty cheesy. <laughs> Yeah, that show does not have a lot to do with England nor the aristocracy. (laughs) Right, right. But uh, Succession didn't get the lead actor award. It went to Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. Fuck yes, Squid Uh, Games. Yeah, so he he actually became first uh, male winner uh, for a non-English language series. So yeah, yeah, they've never won Best Actor. Yeah, so that's a quite an accomplishment, and yeah. I think very well deserved. Yeah, they got best picture a bunch of times, but never best actor. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, I can't imagine Squid Game, you know, capturing that magic again for season two. That's that's. Oh, you shut your mouth! Right? I'm rooting for him. Bring on! I'm rooting for game. I'm rooting for him too. I enjoy, I really enjoyed the first season, but I can't. I mean, that seemed like it was a fluke. I mean, you got all those people watching a foreign series. Yeah. With subtitles or dubbed, it really set the bar, man. Hey, it was a, it was a great premise. It was. Well, Money Heist did it for like four seasons, four or five yeah. seasons, and that was a fucking phenomenal show too. That was a great so, show. Yeah, yeah. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed Squid, Money Heist. Squid Games. Squid Games could probably pull it out. All right, let's hope so. Uh, Zendaya made history as the youngest person to ever win the leading act. Fantastic, fantastic. And very yeah. much deserved is Julia Garner for Ruth in Ozark for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. That was definitely no contest there. Um, I don't know. Reese Seahorn um, was great. Yeah. For Better Call Saul. Oh, she was up okay. against her, yeah. So that's the thing. Um, they really, really snubbed um, some shows, and one of them was Better It's Call bullshit. Saul. Right. And it's bullshit. Saul is a piece of art. It is. It is. got a lot of snub. And I think uh, they got one more chance next year. They do, but they haven't won one single time yet, even though they've been nominated they like won a single 30 times. Time. No. They won in, um, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think they've been nominated like 30 Globe. times. Yeah, and I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. one of those where they're paying for like the success of Breaking Bad because that is one of, if not like the single best shows I've ever seen put together. Yeah. So they make this other thing that's also fuck all amazing, but it may not yeah. be number one. You know, it's it's like LeBron always paling to Jordan. Like LeBron in a vacuum is fan damn fantastic, but right. she's not next to that guy. Right. 
don't know. I mean, there's some aspects of Better Call Saul that were better than Breaking Bad. But Better Call Saul was a lot more like ponderous and a little more. Yeah. I think think it was uh, Better Call Saul was. I mean, it's It's more artsy. Yeah, it it was more artsy. I think it was a little deeper. Like it was a little more emotional. Definitely. And it's definitely slower, slower building the initial seasons. But you know. You know, once you get up to the, like the final like two or three seasons, I mean, it was all out. That seemed totally away, like breaking bad. The more I think about it, far and away, like I think the most powerful character on Better Call Saul was Howard. Like Howard was actually yeah, when you amazing. see his Howard's great. Yeah, when you see his character arc from like the first season till the you know he gets killed, it's yeah. like uh, yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, he's like the best actors hands down in that series, and every every actor on the show brought their A game. Yeah. Absolutely, right. I'm sorry, writing, I can't really comment. I haven't seen any of it. No, no weaknesses. Same thing with Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's a show with yeah. no weaknesses. Al, you never writing. saw Better Call Saul at all. Sorry. Wow. Well, it's funny how our guest earlier was talking about Cobra Kai, about them writing like um each season like uh, you know not having like a overall um plan for all the seasons i mean that's how um better call saw and Breaking bad were like they had characters on there who yeah. they weren't expecting like you know like um you know, they were expecting for them to be like through all like five seasons you know like um like jesse was supposed to be in the first season of breaking bad he was supposed to die or whatever but they liked them and they yeah. kept them on and, and then he was at, throughout the whole season and same with um kim you know, Jimmy's girlfriend on the show, like, was only supposed to be job. on a few episodes and then became the focal point of the show. Yeah. That so was pretty incredible. Yeah, and I was saying to somebody else the other day, like, her job acting on there was phenomenal. Oh, she was excellent. she, like, very incredibly realistic plays, like, the young visionary in the beginning, who's like a Girl Scout and wants to do everything right, yeah. to, you know, somebody, like, being overworked and stressed and out of their element when she crashes and has her thing, and by, like, the end... She's a fucking cold-blooded killer, right? Just like jaded. She wants to screw people over more than he does. Like she's oh, yeah. going for the throat. Um, and then the actress was able to like step into all those different personalities that take place over what like the course of ten years. It's incredibly difficult to do. And they had the one scene where she was supposed to go and like um, get her dream job of, of helping, um, you know, helping the um, poor clients. And then she like did that U-turn in the road. And they did like the wide angle shot, you know, um, of her going into um, decided to go to, to screw Howard, and that kind of like made her whole life fall apart. That one decision, right? Just like yeah, excellent awesome. show. All right, uh, the Emmys a comedy uh, includes Ted Lasso, which another show that a lot of people tell me I should start watching. <laughs> no, uh, one best comedy as well as best actor for Jason Sudeikis. That one. That's a great show too. That's Ted Lasso, it'll help you understand me better. It's about people from the Midwest. Nice. Right. Okay. And Brett Goldstein, won a supporting actor, also from Ted Lasso. Future okay. Hercules. And the future Hercules in MCU. That's yeah. Um, and Gene Smart won Best Actress on Comedy Series for HBO's Hacks. I've been meaning to see that. Has anyone seen that? I haven't. What is yet. it? I have Hacks? Hacks on HBO with... I haven't even heard of this thing. Gene like, Smart and Hannah Einbinder. It's, uh, yeah, Gene Smart plays this, like, aging comedian and Hannah Binder. What's her name? Hannah Einbinder plays, uh, I guess, like her, her writer. Or, like, assistant and writer. writer. Or something like that. It's yeah. supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be funny as hell, so... Yeah. I'll have to give it a shot. When, I mean, Gene Smart was great in um, Mayor of Easttown. 
Um, so this is interesting. So Cheryl Lee Ralph becomes the, only the second woman win supporting actress in a comedy series for Abbott Elementary. Uh, so that uh, made history, but a lot of more people are talking about the writing. I don't know you could say about history. Um, like, I mean, are the, are the kids going to be learning, learning about that in school, like in 20 years? Well, the last time was Jackie Harry in, in 1987 for 227. That was the last time a black woman won. Um, I was a black woman. I thought you said a woman. Second black woman, yeah. Mm. Sorry. Uh, black, I mean, it, but it's not history, though. It's not like, oh, like, remember that time the second black woman won? And like, what was a supporting comedy series? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're around that word historic so much nowadays. And you always see it in articles like, yeah. historic win, it's historic win. I mean, it's it really historic. I mean, it's, it's a cool thing, but it's not, I won't go far as called historic. Okay. That, that's, you know, that's really like, fair. Yeah. But more, more people are talking about Quinta Brunson, the writer from Abbott Elementary, who won. And they did like a stunt with a little skit with uh, Jimmy Kimmel where he got pulled on stage. Yes. And uh, by Will Arnett. And basically, the thing was, Jimmy kept drinking and was passed out because he didn't win best talk show or whatever. So he basically laid on the floor, passed out. And when um, Quinta Brunson accepted her award for outstanding writing, he just remained lying on the floor in character. A lot of people thought that was disrespectful. No, um, I'm not angry about it, but uh, I think Quinta might have been in on it. I don't know, but then again, do I don't think she really knew she was going to win, but uh, apparently they're going to talk about it uh, as um, Quinta will be a guest on. Might have been a publicity stunt, maybe. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel will get on there crying about it. Yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy will cry and apologize for it. Right. White Lotus won Best Limited Series. Um, they pretty much cleaned house on the limited series um, category. Jennifer Coolidge won her first Emmy for scene stealing performance. Well, yeah, only one because it's white. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried uh, won for Best Actress in a Limited Series for The Dropout, and Michael Keaton won Best Actor. Uh, his work on Dope Sick. Still at he was, it, huh? Yeah, he was actually asked about the Batgirl uh, controversy because he was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie. And, uh, you know, he said, I think it was a business decision. I'm just going to assume that it was a good one. I really don't know. And he's the only one that gave a, a real answer to that question. Because you see so much bullshit, they're like, it's because people hate Latinos and they hate women and like right. this and that. I'm like, no, as a business, if they thought they could make any money off of it. They would have did yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds like if that thing fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Saturday Night Live, um, wow, added to its all-time Emmy. Um, so won its six six consecutive Rise Sketch Honor 74th Emmy with a total of 87 Emmys for specials and short form programming etc um and they have such a mass exodus uh from last season they lost kate mckinnon ad bryant pete davidson kyle mui and just recently announced alex moffett melissa villasenor and our star aristotle authority that's a lot of cast members yeah there, Joe. but they fired some of those uh, how many and they, they have, fired they have, and they walked away they have such a huge cast and 
Like, so a lot of those people you don't really see on the show too much. Like, Melissa Villasenor is insanely talented. And she's, like, barely on. And same with... There's, like, if you get the chance, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, What's his... Aristotle, what's his last name? Athari, yeah. Athari. He played one of the absolute fucking, like, on-the-floor funny characters. This, like, kind of, like, AI uh, comedian... And if you get a chance, see the scene on YouTube. It was so fucking funny. And, okay. Uh, these are people that just, like, you know, they're only on for, like, five minutes an episode. Right. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, become, it probably becomes, like, you know, with so many people, there's, like, so much competition to even get any time on the show. That's right. a good point. That's a good Especially point. when Kate McKinnon's in every single Every stuff. single sketch, right? I was about to say, like, yeah. Kate McKinnon was the whole fucking show. Yeah. I will miss her. I think she's she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. We'll see some others off to step up the plate. Let's see our girl Chloe Feynman step up the plate, right, Zod? Oh, know. yeah. Both Love of us Chloe are fans Feynman. of hers. Yeah. Sarah Sherman's good, too. Yeah, Sarah Sherman's, yeah, she's like that. They're I think... both attractive and really funny. Both mm-hmm. those. A thing she does where she like constantly roasts Colin Jost is awesome. That's <laughs> right. so funny. That's a lot of funny too. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, I don't have to go through the rest of the winners. Um, no, you don't. Going <laughs> running out of time. Um, of course, as the in memoriam segment as well. And they, as far as I know, this is the first time they didn't forget anybody important. They they you know pay. I mean, they could have spent more time with like a Betty White or Bob Saget or a Sidney Poitier. But uh, there were no complaints of any. Um, and on behalf. I'm, I'm going to skip Netflix and just go straight into House of the Dragon. Um, and uh, maybe that's where we can end the night show because it just uh, was so phenomenal and crazy an episode. Zod, did you see episode four? I haven't seen episode four yet. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to excuse myself for this. It's good. <laughs> that's good yeah i'll be right back okay as uh as zod uh takes a little break martin did you see episode four yeah really good oh my god dude there a lot of jaw-dropping moments with the hookups Uh, i knew it was gonna happen right i mean the 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 westeros is very clear that targaryens marry brother and sister all the time so like uncles and knees isn't quite too far of course, we're referring to um, Damon Targaryen and Rhaenyra Targaryen, mm-hmm. where Damon took her to a pleasure house. And a house of ill repute. Ill repute. And other people were fucking and getting crazy. And, dude, she looks so young. She, really yeah, she's, um, she's, she, I, she's 22. She, she's 22, but she looks, I checked. she looks a lot younger than her actual right. age. She does. And she has two crazy sex scenes. One, which apparently I guess Damon couldn't get it up for that scene. Um, I, I, guess don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think that the second one was all that crazy sex scene. Yeah. yeah. But the first one, they 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 they. That brothel was busy. It. it was like discount yeah. night or something. There was a right. lot of people in there. Like yeah. Right. yeah. That was the that was the place to be in Fleet right. Island. But the, but, the, but the fact that we saw... It was like a Saturday was, night. It was a Saturday night in Westeros in the, yes. outside the Red Keep. And the fact that we saw Damon and Rhaenyra kiss was just... 
shocking. I mean, you, you're not as shocked. I was still shocked. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. Like, I I, mean, if I didn't know their whole family like got married and had kids to keep the bloodline pure, like I, I thought, I thought this was coming. You thought it was coming. I would. What yeah. about the age disparity? That, that doesn't yeah. matter either. Yeah, like, because Dave, Damon has his claim to the throne, and she's going to be vulnerable. And also, they suggested it in episode two. One, one member of the council says to him when everybody leaves, "I think you could wait. Right. You could wed her to Damon." Wow. And then, of course, uh, she goes and seduces her knight. Um, what is the knight's name? Um, the Kristen. Kristen Cole. Yes, yeah, so Kristen yeah. Cole. Uh, and uh, I guess we we kind of see some nudity. I guess I don't know. It was kind of quick, um, but uh, we kind of quick. Now? You watched it in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know, Josh? I did know. I was but yeah, no, she got completely naked uh, in bed with uh, Sir Cole, and um, I guess she got. I guess Damon kind of like started her engine up, but didn't finish, right? So she just yeah. kind of just grabbed the first guy she saw. Because she was because she was a virgin, right? Yeah, she was all hot and bothered. Yeah, she yeah. Was all so hot that was bothered. So uh, once you yeah. um, pop the cork, she's but ready to go. But the thing was is that I see a lot of irony because like. King Viserys and Allison Hightower can hook up. There's a major age disparage there. Yeah. But there's a bigger. I mean, obviously, uh, King Viserys has an issue with his, his brother and his daughter hooking up. I guess. Well, yeah, it's his daughter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, no, but it, but it's more for finding her equality in marriage. Right. She knows if she gets if she gets pregnant, that's it, life over. So it's not like a double standard in terms of sexism thing. Like all throughout the medieval period, right? You had to make sure your you know daughter's you know or sister's life yeah. wasn't ruined by an illegitimate baby, because then nobody of any worth would ever associate with them ever again. She can't hold the throne if she gets pregnant like that. So is yeah. she known as Baby Daenerys? Is that what she's known as? Yeah. Looks like you had Baby Yoda. Wait, wait. So if she has a baby with Damon, she can't, she can't uh, be a successor well, of the throne. That, that's different because he's a royal thing, and I guess they could marry them. And that's what he said. He said like you have to marry her to me now. But yeah, right. like the whole premarital sex thing was not that. Like through like the 1940s, 1950s, that wasn't terribly common. And in a world where you get matched to other quality people, if it's known that like you already are a whore and had a bastard child, like no nobody worthwhile is gonna marry her. But destroy but you think, the future. You think she gets pregnant from this episode and they're not gonna know who the father is? No, he was I was worried like couldn't figure out why the double standard. I'm like that's No, no, but you think that's gonna happen though? You think she's gonna get pregnant from this episode? Yeah, I do. And and then they're not gonna know who the father is. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no baby. DNA testing back then. No, not back then. And yeah. like Mari Mari Povich is like what like a thousand years away. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not gonna know who the hell the father is. Uh, well, are we are we talking about Princess Renera? Yeah. Well, the thing was that I don't think Damon stuck it in her. I think he. No, he's just, she's talking about Kristen Cole. Well, but then it is definitely Kristen. Kristen Cole said. Yeah. You don't need Mari. They did say they're accounting for it, though, because that maester brought her the moon tea, and that's the stuff that makes the babies go away. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So Thank I think you. That's what the tea's for. It. Okay, I understand that part. Yeah. Oh, moon tea, it makes the girl sense. drinks once a month at her time of the moon. Time of the moon. Oh. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Now it makes sense. 
Yeah. Okay. So wow. Yeah, because I That's mean, why yeah. you need a medieval studies major on the yes. show. I know what these mean. <laughs> right, exactly. Because Sir Kristen Cole is not a royal, so the, that baby would have no. Is that what you're saying? Would have no royal blood. Yeah, and it'd be problematic too because the king's guard aren't supposed to father any children or marry. Wow. Yeah, it's bad all over. That is, yeah, that is very bad. Wow. Oh, the drama. It's it's a lot of drama, man. Yeah. I mean, wow, that that's just crazy. I mean, like I said, I mean, I know that uh, Emily Carey, who plays Allison Hightower, she was very nervous about having that sex scene with Patty Constantine, apparently. But she oh said, yeah, yeah, they had an intimacy coordinator on. It's weird, man. I don't know like how far you've gone with rope. I've done like makeout shots with women. I've done like my shirt happens to come off a lot in films, and like yeah. everybody thinks it's cool because you get to like hook up with a hot chick. There's a lot of people in the room looking room, at you. Right. Like you got right. you got a light guy, you got a and sound guy, there's a director. Not porn, and so you're not gonna get off. Yeah. yeah. People are giving you advice, like where to put your. It's very awkward, right? Things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a lot of people watch a really weird, like first kiss or something like that. Right. You know. It's... All right. So getting a lot of uh, cues to wrap up. So uh, the last thing we'll uh, throw out is uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. No, no birthdays. Three. All right, I'm dropping off. I haven't seen it. But happy birthday, Al. Oh, okay. You're going to go. Have a great one. Yes, I'm going to go. All right. I haven't watched it anyways. Okay. Have a great right. one, guys. You're See ya. Be upset. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. All right. There goes Chachi McFly. Uh, this is the last thing on my list anyways. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, episode three. The last Numenor, the long last uh... Numenor has been brought to the screen. Okay, so in case anybody's been in a cave, the internet has been blowing up over the rings of power and who yes. likes it, who doesn't, what that right. means, and blah, blah, blah. And basically, the, the two sides are taken is that Amazon and everybody on the sort of like left progressive side has declared that it's amazing and anyone who doesn't like it is a bigot and a racist and they hate LBTQ and that's, that's their issue. Right. The other side argues it's just a bad show. Like, it's just a really bad show, and we don't hate anybody. You just didn't do a good job of making Tolkien's work Tolkien. And, you know, the world of cracks in half, whatever side you believe is obviously probably just linked with <laughs> political ideology. Right. But it's got so bad, Amazon shut down views uh, for – they announced it would be three days. It went in about seven they wouldn't let anybody review on the show because the reviews were so negative. And again, their narrative wow. is nothing wrong with the show, just a bunch of hate. And they went through and they deleted the negative reviews. Um, but now, like, more and more people are wow. seeing more episodes. A guy from Forbes has written in a couple times and is like, it's a bad show. Um, <laughs> here's my two cents. Um, one, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it as much as other people. I will say it's not good. You know, like, I love Lord of the Rings more than anything. Yeah, I wrote my college essay It's supposed to get good it. by episode three, and it's, we got three episodes was the, was in. the worst. Yeah, and episode three was... not getting better. What's it, going it, was, on? it was more problematic. It was worse, I would say. So, like, right. the beginning to... I will say, one, it's stunningly beautiful, which it should be, because Amazon spent a billion dollars on it. But visual, everybody agrees, even its most big detractors agree, that it's just visually beautiful. So, yeah, like... like 80 million dollars an episode oh Isn't my god it's, it's, it's literally a billion show. dollar project because they they, they, pl they plotted out a commitment to five seasons of this thing and it's not 
going great. So it's visually stunning, but uh, the writing is bad. Some of the acting is fairly wooden. We talked about this. I think it's the same problem you saw with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You know, people yeah. got on actors for being bad actors. Like, there's only so much you can do with bad writing. And the writing's pretty stale. Uh, and you can tell the difference between Peter Jackson that, like, used a lot of actual lines out of Tolkien, kept his plot structure, and then here where people, like, are sort of taking his world and making their own thing out of it. You really miss that quality writing it's out of a, Professor and Tolkien. And it's a different type of um, source material, really. Right? Sure. You, right, Zod? You, what was the, the name of the... The Silmarillion. Silmarillion, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. A lot of the appendices work. It, it's, a, it's a prequel. But... um. Yeah, they seem to have like taken extra special care to make diversity hires. So you have like right. black black elves, like, and it's almost like a token per one. So it's like one black hobbit, one black elf, one right. black, uh, you know, sort of like okay. Uh, and then there's you know the suggestion of like the cross racial black Targaryens now by the way. Yeah, that. <laughs> and and notice no fantasies, no no fantasy fans cared. So if right. all fantasy fans are so racist, how come we love, uh, yeah, the uh, the the dragon song right with Targaryens, even though they completely took a whole royal house of Valyria and made it black? Nobody cares. It's good acting. It's good acting writing. Nobody cares. Right. Like, it's not the issue. Yeah. <laughs> all and right. And it's also the the show's also like wildly inaccurate, uh, which is the bigger thing. Like you know how nerds option don't don't tell the story wrong. They the the Middle Age of the Sun. Is about 3,500 years, and they're jumping all over. Like, they don't have the rings of power made yet, but the people they have rooming Numenor are almost near the end, like near the last war. Uh, so the rings shouldn't even be forged yet. They got characters that don't exist. One of the main characters is this guy named Halberd. Halber- Not anywhere in the story. They just made this dude up and inserted him. Like, they're making a lot of weird decisions. Well, that's not necessarily, you know, making new characters for for a new adaptation. I don't really have as big of that as long as you've got good writing. And it's like um, <clears throat> you can find like a meaningful and compelling justification for this new character. Yeah, they, the problem is who it is, though. Like, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a made-up side bit character. Like, you know who that guy is. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird deviation. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we got to wrap up because yeah, we got a little late start. But uh, uh, the very last thing on my list, Caper Girls canceled over on Amazon. Brian K. Vaughn. That's a, that's a bummer. Caper Girls yes. super fun comic series. Even though it got great uh, scores on Rotten Tomatoes, it just didn't get the viewers. So, yeah, and I gotta admit, I didn't that. even know it was coming out until I saw a little. Uh, I didn't even know they made an ad- adaptation until I saw a little thing of it in my, you know, um, Amazon Prime email, and I still haven't watched it, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What's... Well, I mean, if you can watch it, but don't get too. Um, yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'm gonna bet the the season ends on a cliffhanger that'll never be... never get resolved. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really, really great series on um, the Sci-Fi Network called Deadly Class. They did the same thing with. Yes, yes, I remember that one, yeah. And that never got beyond the first season, did it? Yeah, and Benedict yeah. Wong was in that. Crazy, crazy how certain pro- properties don't do as well. 
Mm-hmm. All right, as we already mentioned, Queen Elizabeth is no longer with us. Uh, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. In addition, Jean-Luc Goddard, Franco-Swiss filmmaker. Uh, yeah, Jean-Luc Earth. Goddard. He made. Yes. He pretty much uh, pioneered the French New Wave of filmmaking in the 60s. That's right. That's right. Um, we also lost uh, Jack King, character actor from Riptide in 18, uh, Bo Bruden, a Swedish actor from uh, who Robert Redford uh, in the adventure film The Great Pepper, Marsha Hunt, uh, who worked on Glamour Girls, Pride and Prejudice at the age of 100, uh, Ken Starr, former federal judge and prominent attorney in the yeah, criminal investigation of Bill Clinton, uh, another, uh, yes, another death at the hands of not at the hands of, but <laughs> someone that was involved in the Clinton's investigation is no longer with us, though. Um, and this one is very, very sad. Rapper P&B Rock fatally shot at a chicken and waffles, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A. Apparently, um, yeah, he was targeted. Uh, it was a robbery. Um, the guy had a couple hits, weak and selfish, and Collaborated with Chance the Rapper and Ed Sheeran and Young Thug, Two Chains, Wiz Khalifa. Man, he was from South Philly. Uh, dude was only uh, only thirty. Passed away. He was very very sad. Um, but of course, with uh, death we celebrate life. Actor Sam Neill is seventy five. Actress Melissa Leo sixty two. Tyler Perry is fifty three. Andy Lincoln from The Walking Dead's 49, and Emma Kenny from Shameless. Hey, and that's tonight's show, guys. Thank you so much. It was a great uh, birthday, birthday show. Um, of course, uh, featuring two actors from Cobra Kai. Thank you so much. Nathaniel O and Griffin Santo Pietro. Thank you so much to our amazing panel. Chachi McFly, the King of the 80s, Sabrina Taylor Smith, who have left the building. Of course, thank you so much, Mike the General Zod. Thank you. And thank you so much, Martin Lopez, aka Truly the Last Numenorian. Sadly and truly, the very last. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next time. Until then, peace. peace. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.